in the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management. Providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit acminc.com today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer. Located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska, their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Superglue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects that may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Anchortown Dogs, located on 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Crude Magazine, Alaska-based media outlet using the last frontier as a springboard to discover larger truths about the cultures of our great state. Read more at crudemag.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. 
with Lady with a Plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details, specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings. Find Lady with a Plan on Instagram. It could be a, uh, a two-part question. It could be like, when was the last time you skied? When was the last time you skied without pain? <laughs> uh, yeah, thank God for Celebrex is all I got to say. It was at least 2014, maybe? Yeah. 2000. What is it? Celebrex? What's that? An injection? <laughs> I wish they could give it to you in injection <laughs> form. Uh-huh. It's a pill. It's a, like a. It's like an ibuprofen. It's like a Cadillac of ibuprofen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's I good say that I just got stuff. an injection in my knee. I got a bad, bad knee. I believe it. I need a knee replacement from jumping eagle. I used to love to do that, dude. Yeah. I used to just like. Annihilate wow. Your oh, just annihilate the I joint. never jumped it. But yeah. I sure as hell sat on the chairlift and watched people do it. What's the drop distance? Like, what is it's like it? 40, 50 feet. Holy fuck. That's yeah, if you, really? if you pointed yeah. off. Oh, me and Bootsy were in a huge cliff, dude. That's is, that, like, is that how Boots destroyed his hip? Yeah. That's his exactly hip is like, to this why. day, is like. That's probably exactly why. He has to sleep with a pillow weird and like mm-hmm. his hips, like. Yeah. It doesn't have a good landing. Like, the, the landing like is like a 12 Ugh. degree grade, probably. Yeah. So, so if you don't it, hit it right, man, you're... Well, no, like, no matter what, you're landing hard. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, there's just fit, no... Fit, are you guys sure 50 feet? It's pretty... If you point it off the front, like, the top full speed... You but you could, could hit it off the sides and stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, and then like you're, like, small. 10 feet, I mean, 20 that's a feet. Long I don't think I ever really paid attention to it, in, you know... It probably looks like kid. 50 feet when you're on the top looking down. It's when probably you're 16, like, everything looks yeah. big, right? Huge, yeah. Well, you don't stop at the top and look down, then you're not going to hit it. Like, Yeah, you kind of got to arc out, if I recall, you know? <laughs> Lolo's at the beginning, early in the year before the snow gets too too heavy. It's pretty big too. Lolo's. Oh. I forget all the names. I miss. Lolo's. I miss there was all a that, few, man. man. There was yeah. another one that was Horseshoe. right right below um, that midway or above midway. Those cliffs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd always hit those too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what you got to do now, right, Glenn? To What's get that? your fix, Alpenglow. They got the tube. Oh, thing. oh yeah. there you go. That's our style. No. Now. Well, <laughs> well, no, I mean, because you can go right into the chalet and get a, a beer. <laughs> can I get a massage? <laughs> yeah. At the same time. <laughs> a beer and a massage, please. <laughs> and a, and a, a Cynics, or what did you call it? A, what was the, the Cadillac? A session? Oh. You know, the, the Cadillac of Bybee? Oh, uh, Celebrex. Celebrex. <laughs> yeah, can I get a beer and a Celebrex? I need two Celebrex. <laughs> 200 milligram Celebrex and a shot of Jim Beam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That's funny. Welcome to Alaska Wild Project, episode 67. We have uh, Glenn Allen Trombley here. Thanks for coming in, Glenn. Thanks for having me, man. Glenn uh, Allen? Glenn Allen. Yeah, don't be scared of Glenn Allen. That's right. Epic name. Uh, epic Alaska yeah. name. That, that is That cool. is a good name. My old man was on a caribou um 60 well i was born in 68 so he was on a winter caribou hunt he was military at the elmendorf you know and uh my mom went into six kids you know it was like all right another one's coming i'm going hunting and uh you know no plans no name pick they didn't know what back in the day nobody went into the office like six weeks in and said okay you're gonna have a boy or girl i just found out when i showed up you know they found out but my i came back and they're like well mom had just given birth my dad's like, oh, great. We have a name for it. My sister's like, we haven't picked a name yet. He goes, well, I just got back from Glen Allen. My sister's like, call him Glen Allen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here I am. <laughs> it stuck. Oh, I mean, no way. Are you, not, are you, are you serious? Dead, I'll oh, show you my driver's is, license. Dude. Try pulling into the Chevron oh, station in Glen, Glen Allen in the fall during hunting season or something like that and say, hey, I'll tell you. 
would you believe it if I told you my name was Glenn Allen? Oh, no, my God. I don't believe it. I said, Glenn Allen, probably. Damn when, it. When Galen hears this, he's just going to be yeah. just oh, yeah. rolling, dude. Yeah. He's going to be like, what's that guy's number? The dipshit. I need, I need, I need to meet him. Right <laughs> we had a buddy on um, who, who grew up in Glen Allen. Half the time. And uh, he's just a super funny guy, right cool on. guy. And, and, and the last thing at the end of the podcast, he's like, whatever you do. Don't be scared of Glen Allen. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a lot like Talkeetna, but on the other side of the state, you know, the driver system. Yeah, yeah. that's right. The man. road system, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, Glenn is the uh, captain of the dipship, and I got to give you props on that name, man. That 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 is awesome. And, you know, the first question I had was um, the dipship is like the kind of boat you mostly see like on Big Lake and stuff like that. It's like yeah. a houseboat, right? It's a it's a. 28 foot pontoon boat yeah. pontoon boat yeah Do, yep. are there many more of those out there doing that or are you no. the first guy that's no, like to, the only one okay. i am yeah i'm, I'm so it, it's a long story but i, I really got to give my daughter props because i i knew what i was doing when i built the boat and i came up with the idea of doing the dip net charter with a pontoon boat but for six months i'm writing names down of what i was going to call the boat mm -hmm. i didn't know my daughter's yeah. on her freshman year of college and she comes home at Christmas time. <laughs> and I'm like, honey, listen, I just want you to think about this for a little while, but I'm trying to come up with a name for the boat. She's like, what about the dipship? <laughs> just I looked at my wife. I'm like, first year of college, first semester, just paid off right there. <laughs> Yahtzee. <laughs> and it's stuck, man. Uh, and yeah, so it's a totally customized 28-foot pontoon boat. And I did, this is the God honest truth. When I was growing up, we had a cabin on Big Lake. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, it was nothing but ski boats and okay. you know vessels that were like used for pulling people behind on skis and boogie boards and whatever else. You know, I had no idea. I've lived here my entire life. I had no idea that pontoon boats were even a thing out of Big Lake because I hadn't been there in like twenty years. Right, right, right. They're oh. huge now. There. Oh, they're they're well, everywhere. That's all you see yeah. there now. Yeah. So, but the funny part about all this is that. I drove all the way to Nebraska <laughs> with my truck. I went down to do a sportsman show in Fargo, North Dakota, and I'm looking on. I'll back up a second. So my my buddy, a buddy of mine from college, sent me a video clip of a pontoon boat with three Yamaha 350s going about 125 miles an hour across the bay in Florida. No kidding. And I'm like, that is crazy. And it's just floating. It's like two or four foot seas just floating across. I mean, the pontoons were barely touching the water. And I'm like, that would be perfect for dip netting off of. It's so stable. Yeah. 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 So I started looking around and I was, I knew I was going down to North Dakota for a sports show. And I was driving that year. And I told my wife, I'm, I'm going to start looking for a pontoon boat. I'll turn that into the, I'll turn that into the dip ship. Yeah. So I, I found this dude. I'm not kidding you. It, it was a farmer in Nebraska. And I had some hunting clients that lived in Sioux Falls area. Mm -hmm. And I found this guy, and he had this 1979 pontoon boat sitting on his farm. And the deck and the material, you know, all the uh, furniture stuff was rotten. From just sitting in the sun? Yeah, yeah. For, forever, you yep. know. Yep. Been sitting for like 15, 20 years. Yeah. And I contacted him. Um, he was selling it as a party barge mm -hmm. for 2500 bucks. And he wouldn't negotiate on the price, which was kind of frustrating for me. I'm like, cut me a deal, dude. I'm coming all the way from Alaska. 
He's like, nope, 2,500 bucks. I'm like, all right. I said, well, you take a thousand dollars to hold it until I get down there in March. He's like, where were you coming from? I said, I'm coming from Alaska. He goes, you're going to tow this all the way back to Alaska. <laughs> like, yeah. So I, I sent him a thousand bucks. Then I started looking for a trailer because he didn't have a trailer. It was mm. just sitting on the ground. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Pushed it off of the loader or something. Well, he had two like, tractors and he, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> long story short, I bought a trailer, drove down, did the show. My wife flew down, met me. We loaded up this damn thing on the trailer. I got pictures and everything, man, the whole history of it. And I towed it back to Fargo. And then I stripped it of everything. I took the deck off, the furniture. I threw it all the crap away. And then I'm like, I got to make some money to pay for this trip, right? Mm -hmm. So I found a jet boat for sale in Minnesota. And I called a buddy of mine in Fairbanks. I'm like, hey, you weren't looking for a new boat, right? He goes, yeah. I'm like, I found this really good deal on a jet boat. Are you interested? And I sent him pictures. He's like, yeah, I'll take it. So I went over to Minnesota. I loaded, I grabbed this, I bought this jet boat for like 15 grand, brought it over to Fargo, took the wheels off the axles, and I lift, Don't worry. I lifted the, the gods are shaking the building. Someone's coming in from above. Yeah, that's crazy. But uh, I bought this jet boat and I, I basically forklifted the jet boat with the trailer on top the deck of the pontoon boat, strapped it all down, shrink wrapped it, and I towed it back to, Told it back to Chugiak. All right. And then I got I the got the boat it. on top of a boat. The, the boat on top of the boat. Boats on boats. Boats on boats, man. <laughs> boats gone wild. That's what it was. It was crazy. Man, what is this guy got going on? Oh, people are like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Hey, man, brother's got to make a dollar. You know, yeah. you figure out how to make it work." You know. So I got it back, and I totally just refurbished everything yeah built the deck built the railings built the, the put the canopy on there built a console for it and i had a lot of help from a lot of great friends welders the whole nine yards i didn't do it all by myself that's for sure and uh my buddy archie up in fairbanks um he had a good friend that he was working with and he's um he's an aluminum welder and uh archie actually flew down and drove up with me 3,000 miles from Fargo. And while we're driving, we're talking about how we're going to, what we're going to do. Yeah. And he's like, dude, you know what you really need to do? He goes, when we reconstruct the deck, you need to design it so that you can get a wheelchair on board. Oh, yeah. And I, cause I, all along, I wanted to be able to, I, I came from a military family and I, and I, but I never was in the military. One of the things I kind of regret, I wish I had joined the military, but I told Archie, I'm like, we need to figure out how we can get wheelchairs on board. Mm and people with prosthetics and people that could that are immobile older yeah. folks because dip netting is not just waddling down to the beach yeah it's not just you know it, it's limit you're limited to access when you're dip netting you either waddle to the beach or you climb down into a boat on the boat launch and you pray to god that the guy that's running the boat is a safe captain or mm -hmm. the boat that you're fishing in is a is a vessel that can handle this the toilet bowl at the end of the surf when you're fishing yeah. and make because you guys have all experienced it right at the end of the drift it gets chaotic at low tide four minus four mm -hmm. minus five tide it's mm -hmm. like it's pretty tight a lot of boats rough kayaks wouldn't float it no it's right. how crazy it is you know what i mean but we designed it we talked about it and i'm like let's make this happen man so yeah. i totally rebuilt the boat so that was literally a 24 by eight foot deck on 28 foot on 28 foot pontoons. And I built a cleaning station. Um, the idea was to provide full service. 
for people, you know, fillet their fish, mm-hmm. catch their fish, fillet their fish, um, navigate the river without any problems and design it so that people could step off of the dock onto, not down into the boat. Right. Got and it. step over. It, yeah. It's literally, uh, depending on what dock I use, there's about a two to four inch drop right. or not a drop, but a rise. Nice and for my folks with, with chairlet with uh, wheelchairs, I just have a ramp. Okay. And I wheel them right on. Yeah. And then I've I've got tie downs on the boat. So I can I have like a it's called a track like a double stud fitting that you see on like a freight pallet oh, yeah. uh, for mm-hmm. cargo. Can yeah. adjust the the, the tow hook yep. the tie down. Yeah, exactly. Just wherever you need to for adjust it for length or width or whether wheelchair is. Yep. And but and I thought I was that was going to be a problem for a long time. I thought I was going to have to really be conscious of tying people down it, that were in wheelchairs mm-hmm. until I actually started running the boat. And as long as your brakes on, the it, they don't shift right. in in rough water. Yeah, because the boat can just absorb but, it. Yeah, they were, it, it's like pontoons are designed differently than a regular hull. Stable. They stable and they they cut the wave. Mm. They don't split it. They literally cut it. They don't so pound, whap, whap, whap. You never feel it, it unless spreads, you spreads the load out. Oh, totally on the water, right? Totally. I yeah. mean, unless you get away from the side. Mm. Oh, okay. If you get away from the side against then that it's pontoon, like real yeah. hard. Yeah, it is. So that's where, as a captain, I've, I'm constantly monitoring that. You know, I've got to, I've got to constantly. I just as long as I just tow it in to yeah. a wave that's mm-hmm. coming, hit mm. that angle, hit it at a, like a. Yeah, exactly. Kicked yeah. over. Mm-hmm. Just tow it in, and it, you never feel it. So you can literally stand and fish the whole time, mm-hmm. or you sit, and I've got coolers on board that people sit comfortably. And if I've got somebody that's really, like, super incapacitated um, for whatever reason, whether he's got, amp- you know, he's amputated or um, has a prosthetic or whatever, or um, I, I've had folks on board with, um, you know, like, one arm. Okay. Uh, they're able to hold the net. They can sit right in front of the console, lean up against my console on a cooler. It's a comfortable cooler. They're at the right height, and they're, they're able to hold the, the net. Mm-hmm. And then I've got my son, who is my – he's my partner, okay. uh, Cody. Yep. Yeah, he's he's on board. He helps them pre- pull the fish in. Mm-hmm. We don't catch the fish for them. We let them catch the fish. As long as they net it, we help them pull the, you know, pull the mm-hmm. net in, uh, get the fish on board. And then we fillet the fish right oh. there on the boat. Yep. Nice. Um, process it basically um you have vacuum sealer and stuff i generator? do that but i don't do that on the boat okay i do provide vacuum sealing yeah, yeah. i got a commercial vacuum sealer nice. and um so at the end of the day if people want to yeah you know alaskans were a lot of us are like oh i got it i'll fillet my own fish and i'll vacuum seal until they get on the boat they're like shit i got 50 fish <laughs> yeah what's it gonna cost me for you yeah. <laughs> what's it gonna cost for you guys to vacuum seal I was like, yeah. No problem. We got to take care uh, yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, it's funny how that in works. a nutshell, yeah, I'll, I'm, we're, Alaskans, we're hard-headed, right? Everybody yes. wants to be able to do everything on their own until they actually get there and like, yeah, yeah. sit back and have a beer. Yeah. We're going to be out here until <laughs> 3 in the morning. Yeah. A little money. Yeah. So. Is it is it the only um, pontoon boat you've seen out there? Yeah. Yeah. I, I That, you know, and I, I keep, I have, a, there's a standing $100 bet with my son. I keep telling them, I'm like, okay, season six, we're going to see another uh, pontoon yeah, boat. Yeah. yeah. Hasn't happened. Not yet. No. And, and it's funny because I, I, so many people, I, I won't lie, you know, the first couple of seasons, people looked at me cross eyed. Like, this, I was, I was one of them. Were you? Mm-hmm. 
I believe it. Yeah. And and it's okay. If, if it's okay to just be honest. Please be honest. Yeah. I was like, hmm. Yeah. First, I was like, that's a really good idea to charter for Reds. Yeah. I'm like, why didn't... Why, like, uh-huh. This guy finally did it. Uh, but then what dawned on me after the second year was how safe your boat looked. Yeah. 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 So I kind of was like, man, just, you know, people hanging over the rail and the whole thing. Cause I, it's just dangerous. Yeah. A lot of room for error. It, 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 you know what, in normal circumstances, it certainly could be, but because of the stability of the boat yeah. and the railings, 33 inches tall. Yeah. I've done drifts right with you. Have you? Uh, yeah. And I'm like, man, that thing's legit. Yeah. Yeah, I was I bought in after after season and I saw you the next year. Right on. And I did a full like fucking nine hour day or something we did. Yeah. And he's been looking on um Craigslist Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Sioux Falls area, man. Apparently there's a lot of pontoon boats down there. Who'd have thought? Farmer Joe, where's your boat? <laughs> right. <laughs> so after you, you know, you reach out to North Dakota, did you see any like for sale here and you're like, Oh, I could have got one locally? Well, so the that's funny a part question, is Jack. that's a great question because the funny part is, and this is no shit, I get it all built. Like, oh, right. Time. I get the motor mounted and the first first four seasons I had a one fifteen Merc. Uh-huh. Now I've got a 150 Merc. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And um, the Merc, uh, I, I'm a Yamaha guy, and yeah. I should have stayed a Yamaha yeah. guy. Mm. But I will tell you, I'll give serious props to the guys at Bass Pro. Jeff Fowler, who's the mate lead mechanic and that runs the shop over there. Uh-huh. Jeff's legit. He's busted his ass to make things work for me. Uh, the 115 was a little underpowered uh-huh. uh, for the boat. But the 150 I got on there does good now. But if it wasn't for such great customer service, yeah, I'd be running a Yamaha, yeah, or a Suzuki, yeah. But Mer- a Yamaha Mercury's good outboard. Mercury's good outboard. Yeah. Uh, there's there's some nuances that are different, but across the board, man. Um, yeah, where were we going? You asked me a question. Well, oh, if you saw any boats for sale up yeah, here, yeah, yeah. So you know? so the funny part is, I get I get the Merc on there, right? And yeah. I am I I'm like okay trial run honey let's go I loaded up my wife and my dog and my I think my son went with me I can't remember we towed up to Big Lake uh-huh. and I launch it and I'm not like forty yards off the launch and I'm looking around and there's a fucking pontoon boat over there <laughs> there's a pontoon boat over there I'm surrounded by pontoon I said to my I'm like I'm in Berkshire Marina now I'm like there's pontoon boats everywhere yeah. yeah. I, who the, what, where in the hell did they come from? I always saw them parked in the Bass Pro Show parking lot, but I didn't think anybody was buying them. Yeah, yeah. And I get up there, it's like every every house on Big Lake has a freaking pontoon. <laughs> but I'm like, where's all the skis at? No, yeah. no, but where's all the big jet boats that were running around years ago? So yeah, I probably could have picked up a pontoon boat here locally. <laughs> but it wouldn't be a Nebraska story uh, if I didn't. No, that wouldn't be that. nearly as cool. He's like, yeah, I found a guy in Willow. He had a pontoon <laughs> yeah. boat. And I picked it up and modified it real quick over the weekend. And here's the dipship. Yeah. No, 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 no. no Blood, no, sweat, no. and tears and a lot of extra oh, effort. God. Probably a lot of extra money went into that, but... I, I it makes for a hell of a story and some character with the yeah. boat, right? I think I saved some, but not much. I mean, because <laughs> I saw like a Craigslist ad like a couple years ago, and uh, guys like maybe three or two or three years into, and this guy's got a pontoon boat for sale, and he's like, "Oh, you've seen this kind of pontoon boat, you know, fishing, dip netting on the Kenai, you know, this could be <laughs> oh, you fifteen thousand dollars for this boat." I'm like, oh. well, "That's a hell of a lot more than what I paid for it." It was just it's got furniture on it, and it's actual pontoon boat. It's not yeah. like customized. 
and I don't have any carpet on my boat. It's like yeah. plywood with a non-slick surface, and it's, I mean, it's it's legit, man. Yeah. What about the turning? Like, I, my father-in-law had one, um, and it was the booze cruise, and it was just like, you yeah. know, Saturday night, big lake, we're going to cruise around and drink on the boat because it's right. just like, like you said, it's really sturdy. It's not going to, like, your drink will stay there. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember it just being slow and really long wide turns which right. like when you're on the keen eye you, you got to be able to cut that thing huh y- you do and i'm all i can tell you is that if i had never ridden or if i had never run a boat before if i had never had a captain's license if i had never been familiar with running any kind of vessel i would have been an absolute idiot to jump into this mm. but I, I but i've had i mean i'm 54 years old I grew up on the Kenai River. My dad was there. Uh, He taught me how to run a boat years ago. And like anything else, you learn to use the water to your advantage. Mm. You know, um, the ebb and flow of the the current, it drops and lowers as the tide comes in and goes out. So I guess where I'm going with this is if, if you're familiar with running a boat, any kind of vessel, and you're cognizant of your surroundings, Running this boat is I would I would not run another boat in my honestly to dip net not just because of the stability but because of the maneuverability and I use forward and reverse a lot mm-hmm. I don't trim and tilt a whole lot but I use forward and I use that to my advantage right so when I had the I had after this third season I had a center pontoon built it's a square pontoon that comes up to a, a lip kind of like a like it's got its own little um, uh, it's got its own um, lift in the front. So, mm. it's like, so it's like its own little boat, but it's all encapsulated air okay. chamber, right? Okay. Which added like 2,400 pounds of buoyancy to this boat. Oh, wow. Nice. I mean, right now, the manufacturer said 3,200 pounds from with the original two pontoons. Yeah. I just added 2,400. So mm. if, if I literally take, and, and each of the pontoons have three chambers. Okay. So if I, if I took on... You blow one out, you got you're still floating. No right, problem. I'm still floating. I'm, I mean, I might be listing a little bit, you know, but yeah. I'm still maneuverable. Um, so, with that being said, um, when I make turns and stuff like that, I I use the inertia of the boat and the waves to help me turn. Mm. Like mm. I'll I'll be powering up at 4,900, 5,200 RPMs, right up river, and when I'm ready to curve in with a regular boat, you just curve it right in right you whip yourself around with this one with the pontoon boat i'll come off the throttle and i'll wait for that wave even though i'm going up river i'll wait for that wave to kiss me and then i'll just punch it again i'll come off throttle and punch it again and move it in Mm. and if i'm not if it's a really low tide and the the current's ripping i'll actually come off power it in and then i'll spin the wheel and put it in reverse and i'll just spin it back around and nose it down and then in my clients i always tell people I don't move the boat upriver until everybody's seated, you know, for obvious oh, nice. reasons, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I don't let them stand until I'm ready to drop the nets in the water. So I tell them, I said, do not get up until I tell you to get up. So I'll make all those maneuvers and spin the boat around. I'll be facing back down river, and I'll say, okay, fish them. You know, and they'll stand up and put their nets out yeah. or yep. sit down and put their nets out. Yep. That way, the, the inertia of the boat, is slowed down the waves from coming back up river if they're my waves have settled a little bit you know and, and it, it 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 took a little time but not much 
I figured it out pretty quick. Yeah. And yep. I, I think anybody would figure it out pretty quick. It's been running a boat mm-hmm. for yeah. any amount well, of time. It's just like a repetitive yeah. cycle. Yes. And it changes with the tide as it comes in and goes, but it does. It's very just <clears throat> like redundant. Like, yeah. It know? does. And whether you cut left and go to the inside channel mm-hmm. or whether you where the where the bar is. Where the bar is or yeah. the buoy line. Mm-hmm. Or whether I go all the way up and cut into the south bank, mm-hmm. which is the mud line where all the birds are. Yep. Yeah. You know, that that'll it'll dictate how I make that move, yeah. you know, with the boat. Um and I'll be honest with you, so and this is something that my son and I do religiously. When we're going up river, if I've got people following me right right on my ass, I give them a hand signal. Not the middle finger. Yeah. But I give them I give them a directional hand signal like I'm riding my bike. Yeah. Oh. Both of us will put our hands out loud. Oh, like we're going to turn. I'm letting you know I'm turning. And I'm looking back at them. Yeah. I'm co- I don't just drive forward, which is, that's a whole other topic yeah. about how people run their boats. But totally. if no I'm ed- cutting no to the etiquette. right, yeah, n- a lot of times zero. I won't etiquette. get you started just yet on that. We can talk about that in yeah. a minute. But yeah, but I use hand signals a lot. Mm-hmm. That's courteous of you. Well, it, it half it's the people safe. are probably like, "What the fuck is this guy even doing?" Right? They don't even know how to run a boat anyway. But they're probably like, "Oh wow, yeah, he's letting me know." So you know it's what I w- it. you know what I want to do? I want to put on lights, turn signals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I the do. ones on that you can just God, attach from that'd a trailer. Be awesome. yeah. Flip it, and I I've got a canopy right over the console. Oh yeah, man, yeah. And yeah. LEDs just yeah, <laughs> just. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. You should have it be like LEDs that look like a dip net. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm serious. The left I mean, ring le- lights up or the right. That's ring right. Lights up. Yeah, that's right, man. I, I'm, I'm serious. I, matter of fact, now that you're talking about it, I got a month left before the season starts. Oh, I just man. might incorporate that. That's, that's a good awesome, idea. Man. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, man, it, yeah, that you people, you have to, people are like, okay, it's Friday night. I've got till Sunday to be home. I've got to catch my fish. Yeah. I, it doesn't matter. I have to catch it, and whatever it takes, I'm going to fish from 6 a.m. until 11 p.m. I'm going to fish. I'm going to fish hard, and when I'm done at the drift. It's fucking full power. Right to the top of the run again. Give a shit about people in their boats, whether you're in a 16-foot Lund or, you know, a 28-foot, you know, big monster North Ridge or something, Uh or North River. People don't care, man. So it's just like etiquette is like. It doesn't really exist out there. I bet you got got a good story there on just some asshole shit that's going on out there. Yeah, but it's. Yeah, boat like, sinks every year, doesn't it? Um, yeah, we've been Most involved ever. in a couple of like recoveries trying to. Oh, know, have you really? Yeah, I mean yeah. helping, pe- but it's difficult too when you got a big vessel like mine. Well, yeah, you don't you, get yourself in a pinch, right? And, and I, close. I kind of tell people I have this whole spiel when people get on the boat, you know, safety you know, protocol, mm-hmm. yeah. what to do if there's an issue like that, you know. And I, as a as a Coast Guard operator, you know, I'm required to assist. If I can yep. in a safe manner, but yep. I can't put my own passengers at peril, right? Yeah. No way. Yeah. No, it's just not ethical and it's not smart. Period. So, I tell people if we can help, bring the nets in, lay them flat on the ground. Everybody have a seat, and we'll do what we can. I've thrown the life ring three. Well, I've my son's thrown the life ring three or four times now, yeah. and uh, boats have sunk, and we pull people on the deck. And the the I got to tell you this because the the awesome thing about the design of the boat is these guard my rails are wide enough to obviously to fit a wheelchair on, right? Mm-hmm. But they pull straight up, and I can set them to the side. Oh, they can come on. Oh, so you have they an opening. Totally, so I have a I have oh. an opening. I could you know wheel you in. Yeah, and I and I could literally reach down 
and pull a person on board. Yeah. yeah. You know, right up on the deck there. And I'm not compromising the safety of the vessel and the people on board because there's not a it's it's so flat that even if everybody no, like, dramatic weight shift or anything that no. happens, you can mm. just yard them up and the boat stays still, right? No listing. Yep. No, li- very, very little. I mean, I try it all the time. I tell people, like, okay, stand just to give you an side. example, everybody stand on the left or everybody stand on the right, just to give you a feel for what the boat's going to do. If we have a wave or, mm. you know, this is as stable as you're ever going to get, unless you're on a freaking big barge, mm. yeah. you know, and who'd have thought? I, I never, yeah. I honestly, and all these years, I never, I never thought it would be possible to have that kind of vessel to do this kind of fishery. Yeah. But this pontoon boat's legit, man. Yeah. yeah. I just love it. Even if it wasn't me running it, I'd be looking at the dude going, well, Ooh. he figured that out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he figured that out. Well, I wanted so. to get back real quick, if you guys don't mind, to that comment you made about, you know, that after the second year, you were like, I was getting looked at with your eyes crossed, and I was oh. like, oh, that was me. Yeah. So did you feel, like, self-conscious about the boat there for a second? Like, you were only getting judged, or were you like, fuck it, man, this thing's legit? And Only if I was wearing my pink thong at the time. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, well, it brings a whole other level of yeah. interest. Glenn, no, I'm just Glenn, totally, that is, how that are is those graphic. days? That is very graphic. <laughs> Glenn Allen, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> Glenn no. Allen. Um, yeah, self-conscious, absolutely. Because let me tell you something. I've been number one to a lot of people that first couple, three years, without a doubt. I, 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 there were times where I told my son, just stay focused. Don't take anything personal. People yell across, hey, Captain, dipshit. Oh, or, yeah. hey, dipshit, or whatever. I knew it's a play on words, right? Yeah. It's the dipshit. <laughs> yeah. But I told my son, I said, listen, we're, we're doing a good thing. We're providing a service to people who normally can't do this. That's what's so cool about it, man. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I didn't think about yeah. that when I was looking at it, kind of like, what the fuck's going on over there? Yeah. I was that guy. I was like, I yeah. judged it immediately because it was different. Yeah. I wasn't ready to accept it, be good with it. But now when you like elaborate on what your actual like goal was, yeah, what an asshole I yeah. was. Yeah. And yeah. probably still am. But I mean, I, I forgive I, you, man. Thank you. And I, I mean, it's just like it's so cool because I didn't think about any of that. Yeah, I was just you know selfish. It's, it's a okay. great idea. It's a great. <laughs> it idea. really is. It, man. I think like it's good. It's good to have innovation, and it's. I'm yeah. surprised we haven't seen more. And good on you for doing it. You know. Yeah. And I never called you a dipshit, by the way. You, you didn't ever. Yeah. The name is <laughs> no, really, I really good. Yeah. That's that to me. That's going. That's taking it to another name. level. Yeah. Like, that's, personal and you kind of might right. get punched in the mouth but yeah, yeah. Oh, I, i've noticed that i mean as looking at your site and all that stuff yeah. like but i need to update the picture you um you don't really advertise that much that you are handicap friendly or all that stuff which is surprising to me because i would think i know a lot of people that are in yeah. that situation yeah. that just don't go do things yeah because yeah. they can't or they don't want to be a problem mm-hmm. they don't want to be a hassle to anybody right. i think that's an angle that you should definitely pursue and hopefully people that are listening know yeah. that because i mean there's there's tons of people out there that oh just, yeah there's no doubt about it and and you know so not really being a, a marketing guy Okay, my focus hasn't been really in marketing. Um, my advertising skills are uh, pretty minimal, you know. Um, but being associated with, so I've done a lot with the Veterans Administration. I've done mm. um, Alaska Healing Hearts is a huge supporter yep. mm-hmm. of mine, yep. and and I donate charters to them every year. And um, 
Delbert Lahati has been a big, big support. Um, uh, James Hastings, those guys. Um, and I've always told him, you know, um, m the service is, and, and also uh, Challenge Alaska. Yeah. Another, another big supporter. I've had a few people from Challenge Alaska come on the boat. And, you know, w one of my thrusts is I, I want to supply, I, I want to, I want to provide an opportunity for people that are, handicapped or special needs or i can't really use the word handicapped because that's not the right that's not the appropriate word it's to PC. use what's that it's not pc it, it's not it's not because if you're in a wheelchair you don't want to be called handicapped no. you right. want to be called a, a disability okay mm -hmm. and i was i was Disabled. schooled on i was schooled on that by somebody and at first i was like oh i never really thought about it that way right. but i appreciate you saying something because i don't want to offend people right mm -hmm. but um so but i don't discriminate Either way. So when people call me to book the charter, whether they are special needs with a disability, a physical disability, or they're totally able-bodied, like last weekend he jumped Eagle Rock, you know, and, and he's skiing just fine right now. You know what I mean? I'm not going to discriminate on those guys coming on the boat by any means. But my interest in the beginning of starting this charter was to provide that service to them. So I am open to how to access those types of clientele, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, whether it be on a corporate level, whether it be on an individual level. And every year I have people that are in wheelchairs and, and that are friends of somebody else or a family member, you know, that yep. type of thing. And those, I, 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 thr I thrive on communicating with those type of people. I just, I enjoy, because they're, I'm going to be honest with you guys, those are the people that really respect and appreciate this dip net fishery. Period. Right. The people that can't access it. I mean, I've had a guy on board that was like 82 years old. He's like, I've always wanted to dip net. I could never waddle down to the shoreline. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and I could so never climb work, into man. a boat. And here I am on the boat. I've caught, he caught nine fish that day, okay. which isn't, that's not a landslide of fishery, but for a dude that's never dip netted before, yeah, he's lived in Alaska for 50 years. Everything yeah. to him. Yeah. He's got yeah, fish for, for the winter, awesome. you know? Yeah. So, you know, I, so yeah, so you asked me how to do that, why I don't, and I'm open. I'm, it's not that I don't want to, but I want to, I just, yeah. I'm not sure how to, I'm not sure how to reach out and find those types of people. Yeah. Well, without. we can connect you with some of these people that are heavily in uh, social media deep, like Alaska mm -hmm. Outdoor Girl, Danica, Ira, mm -hmm. um, Ira's in a wheelchair as well. Oh, cool. And he's like... He I does mean, more he, than all of he us. He does more than all of us oh combined. My God, man. Okay? Wow. It does not he's slow him down. He's on the forefront he would be an excellent advocate and some of these other girls that mentioned that are like they have the ears of people that are coming up here. Yeah. Um so that they could help you and be like, This is another option if you're coming with your mom or you're coming with someone that mm -hmm. is that is restricted in access that needs that. Right. Um I, I think there's there's not enough of that. Right. You know, and it's definitely yeah, not definitely. advertised yeah. out there. Um right. which is a bummer, but that you're doing it is awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, but people well, need to know that. The one thing to remember too, this is an Alaska fishery subsistence fishery, you know? So I, I have had folks from out of state call me and like, Hey, I want to book the boat. Oh, I'm like, okay. sorry, right. brother. You know, are you a resident? No. Yeah. Sorry. I can't take, you. I don't even take you on the boat if you're not a resident. Right. Yeah. Even if you're going to go just take pictures, your foot touches a fish. It's illegal. Right. Mm. The way, the way that the, 
there's a lot of gray area, but then there's a lot of black and white too. And yeah. I think that was one of the things like when we first got started, like the guys that were like the naysayers, like, uh, I can't believe you're doing this, man. What are you doing? Where are you from? You're from California. What are you doing on that boat? No, like, <laughs> no he's not from California. He's from Peter's Creek for Pete's sake. And he's probably lived here longer than you, you young yeah, <laughs> buck. Uh, <laughs> put whatever letter in front of that you want, you know. But uh, you know, so it's kind of like um, I have a. I've lived here my whole life, and I would never jeopardize my name or my business or the people that are on the boat by allowing some kind of illegal activity. The honest God truth, I try to. I try to everything from how we process the fish to staying inside the boundary lines on the water because there is a boundary line by the way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. there's an imaginary line yeah and people go cross over that boundary my i i've got buddies of mine that are like oh no we fish past this point all the time I'm like go ahead yeah. slap your name on the side of the boat and see how many phone calls the state troopers get oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay when you don't when why you are we know. stopping fishing here because that guy right there and the other four ahead of them are all illegally fishing right mm. i don't care if they're catching fish or not we're going back to the top yeah. yeah you know so i just so with that being said i just you know there's so many different things you know from start to finish that are scrutinized you know and there's and I'm, by the way i'm not the only charter outfit out there i'm the only guy running the dip net yeah, off a pot, off a pontoon, but there are, I can tell you, there. I know five. I know five other guys that are that are Kenai River fishing guides, that are legit, you know, licensed, bonded, insured king salmon fishing guides that either live on or near the river, and they provide the, the dip net service when they can't fill their boat with king salmon oh, fish. Okay. Yeah, they'll come down and they'll yeah. fish. A couple of them are good friends of mine, and you know, um, and then there's a few other guys that are not. Um, they don't advertise. They may or may not have a captain's license. They may or may not be doing it legally, but I see them on the river every day and there's different people in the boat. Yeah. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to be the one going, Oh, Hey, what's that? VIN number? Yeah. 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 Hey, call this guy, check and see. Cause I think he's guiding illegally. I don't know if they are or not. Yeah. It's not, it's not my business to get into other people's business. Yeah. But I know that there are things out there that are. It falls in line with that, yeah. kid. Well, that goes with yeah, anything. Yeah, everybody's always going to just... That goes with anything, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People so, are doing shit they shouldn't be doing, and yeah. what can you do about that? Nothing. Yeah. Right. So with, uh, you know, with it, with everything you're fishing, you're like, oh, nerding out, getting better and better at fishing. It's the same thing. You know, we I, I remember the first year they opened that fishery and going down to dip net for the first time, and, you know, we that was like when you used the king nets. Oh, yeah. You know? And then, you know, then it slowly moved up to like the, the, the shittier big aluminum nets that would frequently, uh, break at the connection. (laughs) Yeah. And then now you have like so many different options. So what, you know, what, what are, what are you using out there? So I'm sure you guys have heard of Mike's. Oh yeah. Sterling. Sterling. Okay. Mm -hmm. His nets are the best. They're, they're, they're really, they're legit. Um, Oh, say that again. That was actually one of my questions. Mike's welding. Mike's welding and Sterling. Yeah. It's right on the right side after you okay. cross over he's Moose River. He's got Moose the big River. red, white, and blue boat that oh, sits yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those it's nets are the best. Why? Well, I'm, I'm not going to say they're the best, but they are I definitely am. an option. Yeah. Okay, if that's what you've been using, that's great. And I've, yeah. I've been using them. I've got Mike's welding nets. I've got some. I've got three original nets from the round hoop, three-quarter inch oh, aluminum sweet. from mm-hmm. like the late 90s early yeah. 2000s you know and they're all heavy they're heavy super <laughs> heavy right they're not dynamic at no, all no. Yeah. but they catch fish right? right oh yeah 
um, stay down. They stay down. So, um, so I I kind of play with a couple of different. I use that. I, I've got three different lengths that I use on the boat. I use um, four foot hoops or four foot um, poles with a four foot net in my bow. I use six foot nets with four or five foot hoops in the middle of the boat, and I can fish six nets at a time. Mm. And then in the back, I have eight foot poles with four foot or five foot. I think they're five foot nets in the back. And it's all, when I'm fishing, I tell people, we're basically creating a gauntlet. You are a floating drift gill net. Mm-hmm. And you're tr- but we're trying to cover all the different water tables, right? right? Yep. From the top of the surface down at least eight feet, got or maybe it, ten got feet. It, got yeah, it. and on the bottom. Yeah, and on high tide, I can't get deep enough. No, you know you just right. can't. Nope. Um, but if you could, and there's a couple of guys out there that if they've just got two people in the boat and they got like a ten foot pole mm-hmm. and a five foot hoop, they're down there fifteen. Mm-hmm. But don't forget, you know, the railing of my boat is forty one inches off the surface mm-hmm. of the water. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The pontoon, then the railing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So. But I catch a lot of fish right on top with the mm-hmm. with the nets right yeah. off the bow. Mm-hmm. And anyways, so the nets that I've been using, uh, mostly Mike's, um, and he actually designed. Um, I, it's um, his son's name is uh, Mike Jr. Uh, no, it's like Hunter or Seward Fisher Frank <laughs> Frank. I can't remember his name. Is nice kid. Glenn Allen. Glenn, not, not Glenn Allen. This time. But his his dad old designed Seward. Oh, old yeah. Seward. Moose oh, Pass. Man, that's a great My son, name, Moose, man. Moose Pass, get over here. <laughs> Damn it, Moose Pass. Um, but he designed a, an extrusion, an aluminum extrusion that looks like a football. Uh huh. And in the middle of the extrusion, it's got a cross member. Okay. And it's extruded like that to give it rigidity, and um and I've I've used those. Okay. They work. They're really streamlined. Mm-hmm. But you know, to be honest with you, I may be on a smaller vessel, where you, where with dragging one net on one side of the boat is going to pull you. If you don't have a net on the other side mm-hmm. of the boat, it probably makes a big difference. But on my boat, it's so big mm-hmm. and it's so flat surface that I could hang three nets off one side of the boat and just just have to work the the, the controls a little bit to keep okay. it steady. So that I don't find it to be any more beneficial to have that type of extrusion right. for the hoop. Right. But they make good stuff. Right. There's no doubt about it. Um, but I've also been trying. They're heavy. Yeah. And I this past year, I tried a totally different setup. And I wish I could tell you the name. I can't remember the name of them. But it's a totally different hoop. But they're on the same pole. Uh-huh. And um, it's easy to replace the net. Okay. I pop off one, one bolt, uh-huh. slide a new net on, on the hoop, and I'm done. With Mike's design... You unless there's something I don't know, you have to thread line around the hoop mm. and then feed oh. the net onto yep. it and yep. lash it. Yep. You know, so yeah. it, you can't do that on the fly. Right. right. And if I catch a king and a king rips the net apart, mm-hmm. you know, I first of all I I never bring a king on board mm-hmm. unless the season's open for him and it hasn't been for five years. Right. Mm-hmm. I I will lose a net. And the whole apparatus before I pull a king on board. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a 15-pound king or a 50-pound king. That I tell people we leave the fish in the net 
in the boat or in the boat in the water mm-hmm. and we get the we my son's got a really good technique of flipping mm-hmm. and yep. if we can get it real quick without the jaws and you know, the yep. teeth getting caught or the yeah, yeah. to release yeah. it it can just yep. slip right out of there yeah, yeah. pop it right out um so we've 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 torn up a few nets yeah. you know yeah um it's super low tide we've got them caught on crap yeah down below yep. boring blocks but um yeah, for the most bodies. part yeah. old yeah. body yeah, yeah. De- there's a, probably a few dead bodies down there yeah, yeah. Well, I always wrong. hear stories about oh, I got a body that time. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I got stuck on. Have you ever yeah. caught a seal? Have you ever yeah. caught a harbor seal on your boat? Yeah, well, I've caught seven or eight of them. Actually, they taste a lot like doll sheep. You know, <laughs> or not doll sheep, uh, uh, bald eagle. That's right, bald eagle. Bald eagle. I think I need another beer. Yeah, we got uh, before we. I'm going to yeah. take a quick break, but that's I want to ask you, where does the Kirkland Signature um, net rank? I've never used one. one, one the Costco time. one. Uh, I can yeah, I know never. I, I so, yeah. have a good answer for it. Yeah. In the garbage? One time use. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to dip that in one time. Go buy one for 50 yep, bucks. That's okay. it, man. Yeah. One and done. I've never used one. The, the way that they have that radius of that thin tube, it has no support. So, okay. you know, you just kind of get this flexi bend and breaks. You get the metal fatigue. Wow. Yep. Good one, to know. One timers. Aren't they being made here locally, though? Because I've now, seen like truckloads heading to Costco with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not, they must be. They must be. I'm not sure. Yeah, we, but not we very got well. Some sounds at three like three bears. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dipping. Yeah, those were donezo. Really? Piled them up and threw them in the back of the truck to bring them back to town and dump. Wow. And stopped at Mike's on our way home and bought some good nets. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When we came back the next weekend, boy, we were fucking shit up. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's a, I know there's an outfit up in the valley. Um, they actually make Super Cub frames. Um, okay. You know. Um, it's called Airframe Alaska. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. they're they're kind of new on the scene as far as making dip nets. Oh, okay. Oh, but I shit. think they're it's the very their the profile of that extrusion is a lot like the one that Mike's has. Oh, okay. And I don't once again I don't know if there's a proprietary, you know, what do you call a patent on yeah. that or not? I, yeah. I have no idea. But I yeah. know if you it was extruded like specifically for dip netting. So in order to get a patent, you probably had to buy a shitload of linear feet of yeah. aluminum. Yeah sticks before you could you know yeah make it worthwhile and you want another one of those yeah let's take a quick break and we'll get some more beers here going thank you barney sports chalet supplying hunters with the best hand selected gear since 1963 barney specializes in supplying hunters with the absolute best alaskan proven gear on the market for some of nature's most rugged and demanding terrain whether you're headed to the remote volcanic islands of the alaska peninsula in search of a brown bear or the shale-infested glacial valleys of the Brooks Range for doll sheep. It is critical you choose the right gear for your dream hunt. Don't miss Barney's exclusive brand, Frontier Gear of Alaska, tested from the high mountains of Tajikistan to the extreme conditions of Alaska. These products were designed for high performance and durability. Frontier Gear was derived from decades of experience hunting big game in Alaska. Paired with other top brands, it provides you the absolute best gear selection anywhere in the world. Stop in at Barney Sports Chalet in Anchorage on Northern Lights or check out their custom website and reference tool at barneysports.com. Arbor Digital, based in Anchorage, Alaska, is your go-to wealth management company. Arbor Digital is at the forefront of digital assets and cryptocurrencies. If you've been looking to invest your hard-earned money or just want to learn more about crypto, blockchain technology, or digital investments, give their website acminc.com a visit. What's great about Arbor is they provide a low-cost, transparent, research-based investment strategy for digital assets and traditional investments as well. ACMINC.com is your first step in putting your money to work. 
Let one of Arbor's investment professionals walk you through your options for financial growth and security. Start investing for the future today at acminc.com. Arbor Digital, your Alaskan digital asset company. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. At Total Truck, you can find brands such as ARE, RSI Smart Caps, Goose Gear, iCamper, Front Runner, Rigid Lights, Rhino Linings Bed Liners, and everything you need to outfit your truck or SUV. Alaska Overlander provides 4x4 vehicles and expedition trailers custom modified for Alaskan adventures and outfitted with rooftop tents, fridges, and all the camping and cooking gear you need to start exploring. Visit them at alaskaoverlander.com. Uh, just a quick note real quick, um, people that were listening to the ad reads there. Uh, Arbor Capital has a brand new website. Um, we haven't got a chance yet to go in there and redo the ad reads. Um, it's arborcapital.io. Uh, once again, it's arborcapital.io. Um, right now is, um, you know, if, if, if anyone's in, into investing, all, everything's like crashed. Everything's down. Everything's at the bottom. Now's the time to, uh, if you got some money laying around, it, to uh, give these guys uh, um, a call and go to their website, um, arborcapital.io. Um, and they can walk you through there. It's super easy um, for you to sign up and just get going on any type of investments that you want to do with those guys. They got a fully revamped website, revamped logo, all that stuff. Um, so I just wanted to make sure that people were aware of that because uh, the new website's up and, up and running there, and they're trying to get people attracted to that thing. Get cryptoed out. Get fully cryptoed out. I haven't bought into that yet. Well, now's the time. It's like at the low, 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 yeah. low, low. You know Don't do I like just, I did. You okay. know what I just, I just <laughs> bought high? You know what yeah, I just, you know, I just realized it needs like a, a full revamp? What? what? Oh, man. Oh. Didn't get a goddamn caribou call oh, you at didn't. the beginning of the show. Oh, wow, oh, me and did Jack you? Did. Yeah. You guys oh, did it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank goodness, man. I, I, oh, yeah. we got nobody, we nobody even told me about the caribou call. Yeah, we well, don't tell that's people. That's because you didn't you you listen, listen man. Yeah. That's how we know you're not a listener. What'd you fast forward to? Sean didn't tell you. What, man? You said you listened to an hour. Yeah, I didn't think I, I don't think I paid attention to the Glenn Allen, before. we're gonna give you a pass this time. Damn it. <laughs> no. I'll take it. I'll take the passes, man. Yeah, we'll start calling you Sutton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sutton, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Only a third of the way there. <laughs> oh, Sutton, God. Sutton's not a bad name. Sutton? I like yeah. that for like a dog name. I or mean, a kid name, just, I guess. I mean a pure Alaskan kid named <laughs> yeah. Sutton. Sutton. How about yeah. Piper? I mean, Piper's nice. Sarah oh, yeah. Palin, right? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. No, whatever. Yeah, I don't know if it works, but. <laughs> <laughs> right. I wonder what her new kids are going to be called. Um, so we, okay, so we, we went through the nets, but I wanted, I wanted to touch on the, um, you mentioned earlier you had one of the commercial, um, uh, we call them the sucker uppers. Uh <laughs> The vacuum sealers. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you got the Sucker one that was at, at Costco, or you went next level? No, man. I've got, I've got the. This is a. I wish I knew the name of it. It's made in uh, France. Oh really? It's uh, no. The salute. Not France. We <laughs> <laughs> oui, we. Oui. Uh, no, it's not. It's not French. It's Italian. Sorry, it's Italian. So, okay. Yeah, it's Italian. I'm pretty sure it is. Is I, it one of the ones they got there in, at uh, the butcher Alaska, shop? Butcher yeah. there in Homer in uh, Mountain View. Yeah, it's um, it's it was it was honestly it's top of the line. I paid like five grand for it, but it has um, it's thirty six inches long or wide, mm -hmm. and um, thirty six, thirty two inches wide, 
18 inches deep mm. and I can fillet, I can vacuum seal four bags, four full fillets at the same time or oh, wow. six smaller fillets at the same time. Yeah. And, um, it takes like 45 seconds for it to do. It's a chamber vacuum. So it blows it up and then sucks it out. Yeah. Which is what's the, crazy. um, when you guys, you know, you're coming up and you got a hundred and whatever fish yeah. on there. What's the, um, what's the setup? Like, what do you guys line it up at home? You've got it. You do it at the as far as the, the vacuum ceiling goes. Yeah. Just the whole, like cleaning them up and yeah. doing it for the, for the, uh, patrons on right. the boat. So, um, on the boat, I, I have a, a, a water pump that will pump river water to keep the boat clean and okay. just to rinse the fillets off on board. But that's never the final product. You know, it's never, I always tell people, even if you're not vacuum sealing with me, take the fish home, rinse it with fresh water, either flash freeze it and then vacuum seal it or vacuum seal it right away. But make sure you freeze it real good to kill the bacteria. Cause let's be honest, the lower Kenai river mm -hmm. is full of bacteria. Mm -hmm. Anybody that knows it, uh, you know, all the, the birds flying around. I mean, it's like super high level of, concentration of bacteria down yeah. there so yeah, very true. yeah it, it's bad so um so what i do is um at my camp i have a um a 275 gallon freshwater tank so we'll rinse the fish and we'll bag it on the boat i what i normally do is i i depending on it doesn't really matter how many people i've got on the boat but i will bag five fish in a bag five you know which is 10 fillets right Mm -hmm. So I know, I always know how many fish we have on board, but I have a clicker system. Okay. And as people catch fish, they have a, their personal clicker. So let's just say you, you've got your permit and you've got 35 you and your wife, mm -hmm. right? Or your boyfriend, whatever. Yep. I love your boyfriend. I love boys. Okay. Lady right. boys. Oh, but I'm not offending you. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> dirty, so, dirty Mike and the boys. This dirty is Mike my and boyfriend. the boys. Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> hey. Okay. He's got a nice beard. Uh, well, yes, he does. <laughs> he's, a, he's a friend and he is a male. All right. I don't know how we got off on that. But, anyways, uh, sorry about that. That was on you, Glenn. Uh, that was on me. Okay. Um, <laughs> for the record. So, clicker. Clicker. We're so, away. You, you keep track of, let's just say you guys are on the same card, right? So, you know, you have 35 fish. Okay. You keep track of you. And I'm reminding people every time, every drift, every time a fish comes on board, click it. Don't forget to click it, click it, click it, click it. At the end of the day, if your clicker says 35, you've got 35 fish. That's the, the amount of fish that you're catching. You're keeping track. And then I keep a track of the amount of fish I catch on the boat total. Okay. But I'm so, let's just say, you know, you, you catch 25, he catches 10. You're on the same tag. You're tagging out at 35 fish, okay? But let's just say you come on the boat, mm -hmm. okay, Jack? And Jack's like, he's got three family boyfriends. of 714, you yeah. know, and you've got like 40, you know, yeah. 490 fish on your tag, right? Yeah. So you can fish for yourself, and you keep track of your clicker. Yeah. And I'll constantly remind you, hey, make sure you click it. So at the end of the day, when we're all done fishing, you take your 35, you're going to get um, – you're going to get two, four, six. You're going to get seven bags. Is that six? Six bags of five fish each, right? Okay. You're 35 okay. fish. This is my math. My math. Might be a five, seven 10, times 15. five. 35. Yeah, seven. So there we go. So, so seven bags. You're going to get your 35 fish. But it's going to be each bag is going to contain, you know, five, five fish. Now, if you have an odd number like 32, so you're going to get your, your bags with the five fish. And then the then you're going to get one bag with two fish in it. yeah got it got right it. so at the end you of the day track yeah and i write it all down as i go i got a pad there and i'm keeping track a waterproof pad and i keep track of it so and when park service or state troopers ever pull over and ask me questions 
the people know exactly what their what their fish count is individually. I know what the boat count is, and I'm a stickler for it, man. Um, f- the last two seasons, it was phenomenal because I had a I had my private I had a private boat launch with the Cannery Lodge right there on mm-hmm. the upper part of the yep. river. Yep. And the owner of the Cannery Lodge, Ron Hyde, super nice guy, he contacted me a few years ago. And he's like, hey, I'd like to bring you over to the lodge. You know, you guys can launch a boat. Do You have your own dock, the whole nine yards. Just, you know, be kind. Send me some business to the lodge. Yeah. Worked out great. Well, they you just recently sold the property. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So I'm no longer going to be at the Cannery you Lodge. You didn't soup anymore. that up? Oh, I had I only had one point two million dollars in my uh, pocket, but not one point three. Sorry, that extra hundred k. I thought about in there. I thought about hitting Sean Sexton up and asking if Come he on, was Sean. fifty bucks, but, yeah, yeah. but uh, he was busy in Scotland. Yeah, he was yeah. Across, hiking across the mountain. Um, well, but you just no. got to build a relationship with them now. Yeah, well, so it, it actually uh, I don't know if that'll happen because it's the Salmontoff Native Corporation. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. and I think they have big plans for condos or something of that oh, nature. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, so all I know is I was told they don't want any, the new owners want nothing to do with the dip net fishery in general. Oh, okay. got it. Got so yeah. Copper River Seafoods was using that dock for a long time, but then things kind of coveted right. out and everything changed. And so I had the pleasure of operating out of there the last two years. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Before that, I was operating out of the city boat launch and mm-hmm. I'll be going back to the Q, to the Kenai City boat launch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I camp at a, a place right next door to that. But so my plan is this year, I'll have everything set up. So we get off the boat. People either take their fish and go home or they take their fish and come over to our camp. I'll have a freshwater tank. I've got a tent, uh, vacuum seal machines in a closed area. Um, my brother actually lives in Kenai. My sister lives in Soldatna. So my brother will come over and he rinses the fish. We, and I have an ice machine, a, a commercial ice maker in my oh, trailer. Nice. Mm-hmm. So um, I can provide ice to people. And uh, so we bring the fish in off the boat. Rinse it, fresh water, rinse with fresh water. Good, you know, good pallet or uh, portable, potable, potable yeah. water. Mm-hmm. This is not, they're not, they're not clean. They're just whole. They're, no, they're flayed. Okay, we they're flayed already flayed. Them. You yeah, flay them while you're out there. Right on the boat. Okay, gotcha, do gotcha. You, do you let the fillets touch each other? Like the meat touch the fillet? That, the uh. meat touch the skin of another fillet. Um, do you know what I'm saying? I'm sure it happens. Yeah, when we when we lay them in the bag, we try to put fillet, 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 yeah. fillet, fillet yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. You know, meat, meat on meat. Yeah, meat on we, meat. We just yeah. have a rule that the meat never touches the skin. Really? Right? Because mm-hmm. there's Get all the that there's all that slime in there, mm-hmm. and we've done you know we've been dipping in there since I was a kid, okay. and just catching king you know fish in general down there. Oh, you're but, the guy that's been keeping all the kings. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yep. Jack Lau, double shovel. Thanks. Yeah. I haven't oh, ca- man, I haven't kept a king on the key since John. like 2003 or something. But um, and it wasn't dip netting. But uh, anyway, regardless of that, we, we did a bunch of tests with the fillets. Okay. On if they s- sat in without touching another, so without the meat touching the skin, but in like the water. Okay. Or if we knew knew that like the slime you know the slime edge the the skin edge yeah. touch the the fl- the meat the clean meat fillet okay and then also just keeping them separate and then we let them go through the winter okay and there was a significant taste difference and oh. like quality of the meat through the year right so like at first it wasn't that big of a deal it definitely would be like a little fishier okay you know if it had touched you know and you're, you're talking about during the 
during the freezing process no i'm talking about like when you fillet them and right. put them in your uh, cooler okay like on the boat or like oh, right even after. in the cooler yeah the cooler is the the, oh. the biggest kind of error so you want to go meat to meat yeah you want to yeah. go meat to meat or what we do now is like we bring the whole ones home and then we do either the vinegar trick or like the um pressure washer mm. and then okay. now and now you don't have any more of that slime but i was just curious because it there's other people that flayed out there that know about this kind of thing and they are very what they do is they cut the meat right in the middle mm-hmm. and then fold skin to Le- skin leave the whole fish. and then they oh, put yeah. them in a bag right away so then you know the there's a really great chance that the meat doesn't really touch any of the gotcha. slime you know um everybody has their technique yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I won't argue with anybody's technique. The one thing that we're adamant about is we're plucking gills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and or we're, uh, bleeding when we're catching a shit ton of fish real quick. We're bleeding them out, either sticking them with a, with a knife mm-hmm. in the head. Yep. Yeah. Clipping or fins, clipping the, bleed them the, out. Boom. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's so. Here's the thing. As long as you stay inside the fishery, you don't have to clip a fin. Oh, really? Oh. If, as long as you are adamantly staying within the fishery. Okay, if my boat floats out of the fishery uh-huh. in the boat zone and I put that fish in a cooler and I cover that cooler, I'm illegal if I don't clip a, t- a clip a fin. Oh, okay. And document my card. So I stay that's why I was saying earlier is like, you know, I get to the end of a drift and I stay within the boundaries and I'm adamant about it. People are like, "Why aren't we fishing further? There's other people fishing." I'm like, "Cuz they're outside the boundary." Yeah. If I've got to go to the dock, the city dock before the last place where I was staying at the Camry Lodge, I was with inside the boundaries oh. of hey, right the boat the zone. Right. right. So it didn't matter. I could go to the dock mm-hmm. and people could get out. As long as the fish are staying within the fishery, I don't have to document it and I don't have to clip the fins. Right. But if you leave the shoreline and you're away from your fish, it has to be documented. Okay. Or the fins have to be, it also has to be documented. So you and pull, pull a boat out of the water full of, fish no i wasn't you, no if you did though yes. <clears throat> you pulled your boat out of the the city dock now it's on the trailer on the Absolute, parking lot now every fin better be clipped or they better be processed yeah. oh and documented oh. okay got okay. it okay so and a lot of people say well how do you keep track of how many fish you got on board well you got two fillets on a fish if you had to count them you count the fillets state troopers oh. say that it yeah. makes yeah. perfect sense well, right well, how many yeah. fish you got I mean, okay and this goes back to the clicker, okay? Mm-hmm. You're keeping track of your individual yeah, fish. You have a check and balance here. Constantly. Dude, that's mm-hmm. like, I'm anal about it. I'm yeah. like, yeah. okay, we've got 50. I think we got like 55 fish on board. Let's mm-hmm. double check. Yeah. How many you got? 12. How many you got? 14. How many you got? 22. You know, we're, t- we're, we're checking numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't quote me on the math because yeah. I absolutely suck with that. Oh, cal- it sounded calculator. really good, though. And I, I was close. I think anything. I was close, right? Yeah, yeah you got might it. Have been, you hit it. I might have been off by one or two. But <laughs> the bottom line is um, everybody keeps track of their fish, and then I keep a boat count. Yeah. So I know at the beginning of the day, like, if I've got like a boat quota of like 170, I know that ahead of time. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not just inadvertently catching fish and throwing them in the cooler. And yeah. we're filleting yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. what was yours? Uh, right. Oh, well, yeah. shit, you're done 25 fishing. Ago. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, and, you know, it, s- stuff happens, but if you are adamant about keeping track, you're going to be able to stay on top of it. I can guarantee you. And another thing you can't do, you can't party fish. Okay. So mm. you're uh, done with your tag. You've got your 35 fish. Okay. And now you're still working yeah. on your 795 fish. Yeah. You guys are done fishing. Yeah. You can't yeah. fish for him. Yeah. 
You can't even hold a net. Can't just be filling quotas. No, you know, like it doesn't work. Right. Like no, that. you catch your fish, you're done. Mm-hmm. You catch your fish, you're done. Yep. Unless you got somebody else on your card, in the in the you know, if I have a family permit, you know, and I do that a lot. I have family of four or five, yeah. and they're all fishing because it's all going on the same permit, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't. Oh, I'll just don't worry about it. I'll just keep ha- catching fish for you. No, it doesn't work. Doesn't That's work party that fishing. Way. That's yeah. illegal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing I can relate that to is um, years ago, um, I went uh, deer hunting in Iowa, and I was under the understanding. This was like twenty five years ago. I was under the understanding, I could be wrong, so if anybody hears me, you're going to quote me on this, but I could be wrong, but I was told that in Iowa you could party hunt. So as long as somebody in your group has a tag, you could, I'm sorry. Oh, like proxy? I say I was, this is Colorado. Colorado. Almost like a proxy. Yes and no, but okay. it, but if, like, it, I think it's in Colorado, it wasn't, it wasn't um, Iowa, know. but um, in Colorado at the time, you, if there was a party of five and everybody has a tag and you got into them, and you shot all five, as long as you have a tag for those five animals, yeah. regardless of whether he shot them, Jack shot them, or or uh, or, or David shot it. Brandon. Bra- Brandon, I'm sorry. Brandon. He looks like a good dude. Daniel, David Brandon. Daniel Brandon, close. sorry. Yeah. It's the beard, man, threw me off. <laughs> just be like, um, you just call us. He, he, he fought a Goliath last weekend, so. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, wow. You could call us Danden. Dan, Dan. Dan. <laughs> or or Braniel. Oh, right. I like Dan. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave that alone. Yeah. That was me and my brother's name. My little brother's name is Daniel. Really? So mom and dad called us Braniel and Dandon. It was just oh, easy that's to be funny. Like, that's funny. I got Manoa. Get, get, get. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what Harper calls the boys. Manoa. That's Manoa. how we got it. Manoa. My kid, no, my Ma- son's Manoa. name Ma- Mateo and Noah. Oh, it's Manoa. Manoa. Well, we Manoa. need both of them to come over here now. Manoa. I got you. <laughs> But, <laughs> but yeah, that's that was the Where thing. Were we I mean, at? If you had, if you shot, you know, you could party. But in the state of Alaska, you can't party hunt. You can't party fish. So you're you're ca- unless now, the only difference here is that unless you're on the same permit. Okay. Now you guys are brothers. Yeah. Okay. You oh, guys family, are on the same per- and you all live yeah. in the same household. That's the other thing um, too. Yeah. Okay. You're on their dip net permit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everything makes that legit. Let's yeah. see. You guys are all under the age of eighteen. And you're all your young brothers, and you live in the same household. You're on the same permit yep. with your mom and dad, okay? But if you live in a separate location, then you you can't be on the same permit. Right. Why would you do that anyways? If your limit's 25 for yourself and your limit's 25, why would you guys do a 35 limit? Yep. You know what I mean? It just doesn't work. Yep, so, yep. Um, so that's what I tell people, and I know that ahead of time. It's, you know, most people don't ever have a problem with it. The one thing I have been allowing guys to do is legally proxy fish for friends and family, as long as they got the proxy, the paperwork. Yeah, legit, yep. But I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. Unless, number one, my son, Cody, is doing all the hard grunt work. He's helping people pull fish in. He's filleting all the fish. Yeah. He's cleaning the deck. He's maintaining the the... the the ambiance on the boat. I mean, he's full he, labor, like, full on labor. Uh-huh. And I, I pay him well to do it, but it, it's also comes from just the desire to be involved in the fishery. Right. Yep. Yeah. He's got a passion for it. He does. He loves it. Absolutely loves it. Like I do. And, um, so with that being said, you know, you, you've got, you've got people that, okay, I've got 25 on my card, but I'm, I got a proxy from my buddy across the street and he's got 45 fish. Right. And this happened last year. Okay. And uh, the guy's like, everybody in the boat tagged out. 
we had a great day. It was like 175 fish or something, oh, 185, man. something like that. Money day, and it, we and we caught that amount of fish in less than eight hours because we're it's an it's an eight hour charter. We had mm. a couple stellar freaking days. Were you in between year. tides or something where it just clicked? It was. Um, I mean, that's a lot of slime getting thrown around in scales. As the flood come in, starting at six a.m. in the morning, the, uh, f- the full flood, and then and a little then bit the of the ebb. Out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it was a steady. It was like an eighty-six thousand fish uh-huh. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just know where to go when the fish are hot and just yeah. catch them up. You just know, boiling. Oh, just boiling. But this guy's upset with me because he goes, "Well, I, I still got like forty or thirty-five fish on my." Ch- I'm, I'm like, "You paid for one charter, and." You didn't pay for your proxy, so uh, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna allow you to catch a few fish until everybody else is tagged out. But when everybody else is tagged out, we're done fishing. Yeah, and he couldn't wrap his head around it. And I'm like, my son's gonna fillet 170 fish in yeah. six and a half hours, and it's done. We do it, okay? And if I put a dollar figure on it and said, well, I'll tell you what. If you want to fish a proxy, it costs you another hundred bucks. That's not really profit. That's not really good business sense yep. because my son's hands after 150 fish, they look like big, fat, swollen kielbasas. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and and he's got a whole season to go through. Yeah. Okay. Now, if a guy wants to take the fish whole and flame himself, that's maybe a different story, but it doesn't really do it. And these are all individual part people that are on the boat. It's not right. like one group. Yeah. So you're, you don't know him. He doesn't yep. know him. Mm-hmm. I'm done fishing. Yeah. And this guy just, he just caught like, his 25. Yeah. It's not really cool to catch you know, yeah, so etiquette fish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, when is it enough? I you know I mean, what sometimes so ten to your neighbor across the street and keep twenty. I mean, is that you need more right. than that? Yeah, exactly. You really it's there's no there's a limit for a reason. That's right. That. A lot of folks get their head wrapped around yeah that like number and meet yeah. a quota. Yeah, and then they get home and they're like, oh my god, they have way more fish than I need. Right, mm-hmm. and they get freezer burned and yeah. It's and interesting though because some people like definitely abuse the fishery. You know. Um, they take too many fish. No doubt. But then there's people like John Lau who eat every one of them. You yep. know, the dude eats salmon three days a week. Every time I go to his house, I get a smoked salmon pack. Yep. And nice. you're like, He's okay, yeah, or jars. And, and yep. it's like you're doing the right thing with the fish. Right. But that, I, I don't know. I'm countless <laughs> other people that you just know they're just getting freezer burned. Right. You know, I've been in our house a million times. I've never had fish. They've never given me smoked salmon. They've right. never given me a jar of salmon. You're yeah. like, what do you do with this fish? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. You know, this, this fishery is a subsistence fishery designed for residents of Alaska, not for people that live in the lower 48. Yeah, that shipping family it out. Resident. Oh, yeah, I'm sending fish to so-and-so. Right. Well, it better not be the fish you caught that's on the right. dip net. Yeah. Char- mm-hmm. You know, on a dip net charter or dip net fishery. Sport caught, you do whatever you want. Commercially caught, do whatever you want. But this fish is, des- the fishery is designed, it's a respect thing for yep. the fishery. Yeah. And I, you know, I know that people are party fishing. I know that people are sending fish out of lower 48. I know that people are doing, I'm not a, I'm not the cops. I'm not, I'm not going to police people. You're going to get on my boat. You're going to prove to me you're an Alaska resident. Yep. You're going to have the proper documentation. We're going to fish the day accordingly to the regulations and the rules. And, and I'm going to leave it at that. And yep. what you do when you get off my boat, that's between you fish. and the state. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, um, I don't promote it. Um, I will tell people, you know, if you if everybody on the boat 
wants to split their fish up evenly. Let's just say, oh, okay, you, you caught you caught Which the bulk is kind of the of a fish. Fair thing to do, like halibut style, yeah. when they do that. Yes, however, but if you're gonna do it, you can do what you can catch all your fish and then get off the deck, or get off the boat, or get off the dock and hand them all to him if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Legally, you can do that. Yeah. Pulls away from the spirit of the fishery, but you can legally do it. So people, I tell people, if you want to divide the fish evenly, if you're not a party and not all fishing on the same tag, and you want to split the fish evenly, you're welcome to do that. But it can't be on my boat, on the water. It has to be either in the parking lot or at home or somewhere right. else. Yeah, Because I don't want to be privy to it and I don't want to be involved in it. It's right. not that it's illegal. I just don't want to part. I don't want it to be part yeah. of my business. All right. Yeah. And smart. 99% of the time, people are like, no, totally get that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. And then they got to respect it. Yeah. And the, the, the messed up part, though, is you wish that more people would do it. Yeah. Yeah. But they, the, I had some folks on board last year that caught like all the fish, and the other guys caught nothing. Yeah. I, yeah. Just some. Yeah. It's ironic how some nets are hotter than others in the position yeah. of the boat. Yeah. 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 It's yep. like one day the top left corner is catching all the fish. The next day, the bottom right corner is catching all the yeah, fish. It doesn't make yeah. sense. It doesn't, you know. Yeah. Um, and I fish it. This I fish the same way every day. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah. run. Yeah. You know, the temperature of the water makes a big difference on whether uh-huh. the fish are up high in the water table or down low. Uh-huh. And I'm monitoring my fish, uh, my my counter or not my counter, but my my depth finder. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I know where the mud's at. I know where the rocks are. I don't. I don't know where all the pilings are. That what commercial about the bodies, left. Right. Or the bottoms, the bodies. You know, the body all those fingers, like <laughs> toes and fingers, that catch on the, the mesh, yeah. and then <laughs> they hang up a little bit like, there. Oh that, yeah, that's not a salmon tail; that's a finger. These commercial guys are getting brutal. They're just throwing their crew overboard, man. I'm out of here, man. Um, but, I, I'll be open and honest that I, I've never really been dip netting on a boat. Okay. Um, I'm it's curious. Okay. Hey, you're amongst friends right now. It's okay, man. Just no, so being I'm honest, a, I'm a, a big no river. Gonna, no river. one's going to judge you, bro. No, but my question Judgment is where, where um, I, as we were talking with Scott, when Scotty Gomez was going mm-hmm. on and, and, and other people that I know that are big into it, yeah. um, they put them in the trash cans when they're done. Mm-hmm. What's the technique that you guys use as far as like, I mean, 100 salmon got to go somewhere. We fillet as we catch. Okay, oh, fillet wow. as you catch. Nice. And then straight as into the cooler. Yeah, I've got um, a lot of times if, if we're just hitting them hard, we leave them on the deck until the drift is over with. Yeah. And then we count them up, make sure we got the right number. Okay. And then throw them in the cooler. And my coolers are big 128 got coolers. So when the fish lays in the cooler, if it's in there for any amount of time or rigor mortis kicks in, mm-hmm. it's laying flat. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Easy to fillet. Yeah. I, I never. I don't want to say never because it has happened where we've caught so many fish. We caught last summer. We had like four epic days in a row and we caught a uh, hundred and twenty. Uh, what was it? Um, in two hours and two minutes, 135 fish. Oh man. Um, and that was at a high tide starting at six o'clock in the morning. So by eight Oh two in the morning, mm-hmm. we're, we're tagged out. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we were catching shoveling them, fish in the shoveling boat. in the boat. Um, and then there was another day where we caught like 200 and something fish and took like six hours to catch, you know, um, and were the nets out, like the big commercial nets are out of the water on those days. Hmm. I have to think about that. I don't, you don't, you I don't, don't think see, so. Do you see there's a, there's a yeah. flux. Oh yeah. But, it, but well, believe yeah, it or not, it. It, it's not as bad as some people think it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, the nets are out. I'm not going to catch. That's any why fish I didn't yet. get any. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's timing, though, with that. Mm-hmm. You know, they can be out, but did they drop their nets yet? Mm-hmm. How many days has it been since they dropped their nets where they, right. like, mixed the school up and then they balled back up and right. came in in bunches? I mean, Were the drifters to... out? Were the set netters oh, out? Yeah, man. Were the set netters yeah. not out and the drifters were out? Yeah. You yeah. know, what time did it start? What, right. Was was it a minus tide? Was it a plus tide? Everything changes. Yeah. The yeah. temperature of the shirt, water. Yeah. Red shirt yeah. on, blue shirt on. Yeah. Um, whether they got a, kind of, a pink thong on or not, yeah. I mean, yeah. it all <laughs> makes a big difference. You know? <laughs> I always kind of it's put getting the, hot in here, baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> it cooled off since you opened the door, though. That was, that was a good, good move. They so kind of broke yeah. the seal. What's the biggest catch you've had? The biggest, the biggest day. boat day? Yeah. Uh, last summer, we caught 200 and, uh, 220. T twenty, it was an odd number, like T twenty one, T twenty three, or something like that. Yeah. In um, but that was a com- that was actually um an eight hour day, and then I had family and friends on board after the regular eight hour day, um, and we stopped at like fifty five or fifty something fish. Yeah. Um. On the next round on that tide? On the next round, because every my family, we just, you know I mean, friends and family, we just, I just want to catch 20 fish or 10 fish, and we left it at that. But that was a day, <laughs> that was a day where my son's like, my son's looking at me, he goes, I can't, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I can't fly any more fucking fish, Dad. I, you got to stop. <laughs> so I'm go, I'm running the boat to like the center channel, high tide, center channel, where I never fish. Trying to get away the from fish. Water, yeah. Deepest water. And we're still slamming. Them. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I'm thinking about cutting a couple nets out of the hoop, you know. Just, yeah. But yeah, it was like 225 or something like that. Which is, wow. you know, and and some people they get caught up in the numbers, right? Yeah. And I, and I see it's that easy to do. Yeah, people get caught up in the numbers, like, well, I fished from six AM when the opener to eleven PM and I caught two hundred and fifty fish. Okay. Congratulations. What do you what are you doing with them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now you're the guy anchored up or you're the guy running seven loads of coolers to the dock, you know, to the truck. And by the way, in that time period, I I'm ne- very, very rarely do we ever bring fish back or have to anchor up to fillet fish. In the mm. first couple of years, we used to catch fish and we fillet as we go. But as we were... My son has got it down to he's he's down to about a forty five second fillet on a normal fish. Mm, that was my next question: is his yeah. technique? <coughs> he's got a great technique. He's he's is he doing really the, the just the one slide, no, slip it other slide. No, he's spine actually down. he's he's actually taking the meat off the rib cage. So when when you get your fillet, mm-hmm. I've got a video actually on my website uh, how he does it. Pull he's, it up real quick. It's sure. all yeah. Look through the, some of the videos there. Um, but it is actually a fillet process where the the ribs are coming off the meat, so you don't have that yeah. mm-hmm. rib yeah. on the yeah, meat. You don't have the is that belly. a second slice? Is no. he is he doing the, that and he then goes trimming the them front, the back, and then does he cut from the belly and curve the knife right through? I that? guess we're gonna see. So that's the Matt and Man Freddy, and it doesn't come with the the ribs. It's amazing. What, what is that? Say it again. The Matt Man Freddy. I know, but how does it go? You do it. You do it from the stomach side. You make a cut uh, across the body on you know up to down on right next to the gills, one near the tail, mm-hmm. and then you start at the front of the fish and you really like bend the blade. And you can cut right above those rib cage, you know, bones mm-hmm. going to the back. And so then it just comes out perfect. There's nothing left on it. And basically, you just see like a th- a th- what the whiteness from the rib 
bet left on really the, on, on the fish carcass is there a way for me to text you or send you a video oh uh, yep definitely why don't you uh just airdrop it to me let me see if i can it'll pop up or uh yeah the, the website doesn't have an actual like filleting video okay that I can the, find here. if you open up airdrop it'll uh okay so i marked it and then let's go to i don't know how to airdrop i'm really like yeah i figured he did like the the upper head slit and then okay. the tail slit and then start at the spine and just like do like three strokes right and then whoosh, you just flop the flay off, comes right off the yeah, rib. Yeah, but he's saying that he's, the ribs, the rib bones, yeah, the ribs Jack was flop. saying the rib bones are already off on that. Where I, or yeah. my technique is I'll do the, I cut the belly, go from the head, yeah, yeah, hold I the head, do that, and then I have to do the ribs Yeah, I'm talking afterwards. about the, the, what the technique I'm telling you about is like head, tail, start at the top, like flip, right. as if the fish was flipped over and you start at the spine, and you just like, right. Flop and then the rib stays on the carcass right. with the guts and, and everything. Now you just have uh, okay. just the, the flay in the skin, and then if you want to skin it real quick, like so. The yeah, the the style I'm talking about is the same as you're saying, except for it's one swipe and it's fr from the stomach side towards you, and you bend the knife right over above that rib cage and oh back, wow, and it's just a perfect fillet. He and um, then you don't have to do the rib. Strip no, off? it's done. Yep. So. Wow. A lot of times we would separate that, the belly. You know, we would actually fillet. We would like, well, did like it come butterfly, uh -huh. butterfly, and then cut the belly out. And we did that. Kind of really. Oh, it's still down. Yeah, because I, I, I prefer to fillet mine the way Daniel said. Right. <clears throat> and then like carve the rib out, and then cut the strip of belly off separate, and right. then I throw that in a bag. That's actually my favorite part of the fish or bellies. Yeah. Yeah, man, I kind of have this love hate relationship. Yeah. I keep with it. I mean, on, it's it's an I extra like process, but yeah. I mean, if you just like want to deep fry some like just fat rich, right. juicy. We Super used to when we were when we first got started, and I was I mean, just king trying to appease it. Oh, king belly, oh, super fatty, <laughs> so right? Oh my good, god, so the best good. ever. When we were first getting going, the first couple of years, I was like, I just want to make people happy. Yeah, whatever you you want me to fillet the whole fish, or you want me to just leave it all whole? I just gut it for you, head it. Boy, how you going? I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I was Burger King. How you want it? What do you you know? Just yeah. to appease people. Now I've gotten to the point where I'm like. We fillet your fish. This is the option. <laughs> or we clip the tails and hand you the whole fish. Yep. And you can take it yourself. Totally. Most yeah. people are like, eh, I'll have you fillet it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Why not? <laughs> and I mean, seriously. So, um, and it's such a, it's such a, it's a simple process, but um, I hope that video. No, no, no. As we're on that, we'll get to that. What's the. Uh, you can watch the video. What's the knife? Um, you're never going to believe it. Victor Knox? No. What? No. What is it? The plain one with the wood one? Do you get it? No. The Rapala? The no. Rapala. That's no. And the size. I'm curious. Oh, yeah. On he that does too. it your way. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a $10 mm -hmm. special from Bass Pro Shop. Yeah. You're not giving I, up giving I, up uh, brands? What? The brand? Is it the one that has the wood, but it's long and thin? I've got one of those myself. Okay. It was a custom. I got it for a Christmas yeah. present. But, uh, oh. <laughs> so the kids on the boat. Oh, man. All right, kids dude, that's the best, man. I gotta tell you, <laughs> oh, belly, dude. Man. Oh, oh, she's fully it. suited right there. Give it the old bonk. <laughs> yeah, this kid was. Oh, that's so cool, man. <laughs> his his mom and dad. His dad's a firefighter oh, up in Fairbanks. They drove all the way down like three oh, seasons in yeah. a row. Oh man, just getting just slimed. His up. name is Paxson. 
And his daughter, his sister's name is hey. uh, Susitna. Oh, that's so oh, that's cool. right oh, wow. there. That's a great name. That's Jack's son's name, yeah. Paxson. Yeah, Susitna. That's a Susitna, great name. Right? right? I know. Almost, Almost as good as Sutton. I bet yeah. they called her Little Sue. Oh, <laughs> I like that. I like that's that. That's the coolest nickname ever. I like that. When like my that. son was born, a boy named Little We were gonna name him Kodiak. Oh yeah, Kodiak Paul Trombley, and. But the funniest part it's is... It's a big boy name. It's a big boy name, right? And and he's a big boy. But the I don't know what happened along the way, but my mother-in-law got involved. Oh, they tend God, to have God rest her soul. She situation. just passed away, but she got involved somehow. And next thing I know, his name is... It was going to be K-O-D-I for short, but Kodiak, Paul Trombley. Next thing I know, like a week later, King I'm Charles. looking at the dadgum birth certificate, and I'm like... K O D Y with no I and no A K at the end. Cody. I'm like, what happened here? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, middle name Mac. Uh, no. Cody. Mother, my, how did my mother get, I don't know how my mother in law could get involved in that, yeah, but yeah. she did. Damn. They, yeah, they, so they figure out ways to get their fingers in there. In there oh, yeah, they do. Help oh, you know, yeah, manipulate decisions and fill in some cracks. I tried there to tell her, I'm like, you know, I don't think you understand. My name is an authentic Alaskan name. I wanted my kids to be an authentic Alaskan yeah. name. My daughter's name is Alexis. We talked about Susitna. Yep. But in Susie for short. But it didn't happen. But then that was five years later. And after everything getting screwed up with our son's name. But I tell him all the time, I'm like, you know, just for, we call him code for uh-huh. short, you know. But like really should have been Kodiak Trombley. <laughs> how how yeah. cool would that have been? You know, you know he could right. legally change his name. He could. Yeah. <laughs> my my mean, mother would probably a, a roll cool over in her grave. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you dare! He's going to go one step further. Brown bear. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, brown bear Trumbly. Brown yeah. bear Trumbly. There you go. Uh, let's take a quick break because I really yeah, got to pee. Me too. Oh Matt. boy. <laughs> the Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day because honestly, there's always something good on deck. And guys, listen. This is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture. They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords, while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at thetreehouseak.com, and remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Tailored Restoration, 24-hour emergency home services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you at any time, day or night. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Make an appointment today at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Since 2008, Serrano's is Anchorage's own new generation of Old Cocina. Their menu showcases the passion and love of their rich heritage and unique family recipes that have been passed down through the generations. Serrano's goal is to embrace and display trad flavors using the best ingredients that are available. They focus on making everything from scratch daily. In-house menu includes handcrafted corn tortillas, salsas, carne asada, and chorizo. But don't take their word for it. Experience their tradition and sabor for yourself. Locations on Tudor and Northern Lights, both with new tequila bars. Check out their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. 
The Connoisseur Lounge, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. The Connoisseur Lounge is Palmer's first locally owned and operated cannabis retailer. Their beautiful store is located at 226 Evergreen Avenue. The Connoisseur Lounge has exclusive cannabis products such as Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Super Glue, and one of our favorites, Sugar Cookies. And if you're not into the flower, the connoisseur can hook you up with edibles, vape supplies, and a ton of CBD options for all your health and inflammation needs. Check out their daily deals at theconnoisseurlounge.net, or even better, stop by the lounge today. Remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Jack, why don't you walk us through your little vinegar um, technique there? I know we talked about it before um, yeah, that's some like OCD in, in, shit in the, the podcast, fish, but um, the, you know... <laughs> People that are bringing in taste. salmon and all the slime and all that, why don't you walk us through what your technique is there to get that slime off? You know, you know, like <clears throat> later in the while well, I just had salmon tonight, so I grilled some up tonight, and I cut the bag open. And did you bring was, in? Did you bring any in for everybody? I didn't. I Ate didn't. it all. Huh? No, I cooked for Darcy and I, but nice. uh, <clears throat> and made her a little some for tomorrow for lunch. But um, wow. regardless of that, what's your address? <laughs> you can come over anytime. Hey man, I'll bring my little fish. Yeah. You can cook yeah. it up for me. Yeah, I'll be texting you the address. All right, all right. I'm not gonna yeah. say it on it's, the air. Here. Yeah, yeah. It's an upper Huffman. Is there yeah. some double shovel cider involved yeah. in this? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have some that's after this. Endless yeah, supply. Yeah, yeah. We'll see endless. if you ever get one open. You know. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just went time. empty on my second hey, beer. I got you. Yeah. I got him yeah. right here. You better crack it on the mic too. Just right. Bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah, uh, I'll take a mosa. Mosa? Yeah, thank you. I'll take that one. A mimosa? What is it, Sunday morning? What are we... Yeah, no, these it's are delicious. A cider mosa. A cider yeah. mosa. Yeah, you sound yeah. like my mom. Oh man, no, that sounds Sunday like a dipshit bre- dip <laughs> yeah. breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Champagne and, and orange juice, man. Yeah, Jackie, oh. definitely a sunny day uh, catching oh. fish drink. Wow, I like that. I try not to crack a bottle of Jim Beam when I'm on the boat with clients. <laughs> <laughs> Try not yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. is a Jim Beam guide boat, by the way, what? on the river. Thank you. Yes, sponsored. He's a sponsored Jim Beam guy, and uh, he's you know a king fisherman. And I don't think I don't know if he runs. Uh, I don't know if he runs Dipnet Charters, but I, I see him every summer. And like three three years ago, man, I float up next to him, and I'm like, "Hey, how about a shot?" And sure enough, dude, he pulls out like a a, a pack of one shot. Oh, really? And threw me a couple. <laughs> I got oh, airplane on style. Board. The yeah, airplane just, ones? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the one yeah. little, And he tossed me a couple of shots. He goes, okay, don't drink that until you're off off the clock. I'm like, no, it's okay. <laughs> so anyways. Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. yeah. So I cut open that bag of fish, and I just like, I, re- I started recalling, like, open up fish, like, in the 90s and early 2000s before we really cared about this, like, whole meat quality, um, keeping, right. keeping things fresh as long yeah. as you can, and, like, smelling that bag or getting them in college. You know, I'd bring coolers of fish down to college oh, yeah. and bust them out. Not, for, not sp- all sport caught, right? Not not the, from Dipnet Fishery? Those would have been – well, this is me bringing fish down for me. You're eat. breaking up. You're going through a tunnel. What So make sure. Yeah, I know. When I bring those fish down, you'd cut that bag open, and it would smell fishy. Like after oh, six months, you know, yeah. um, and so we, we, as a group, had talked about things to do, and I think my brother invented it. And so we, uh, well, it, somebody else is probably doing this too, but within our group, he is like, well, what happens if we pressure wash them? So we started pressure washing the fish. So we'd bring the whole cooler home before you fillet them. Yeah, leave, leave them out in the yard, lay them all out, and then pressure wash each side of them. And it was amazing because the fish 
are grippy after that. You get all the slime sure. off. It, it's like grabbing a hooligan, you know. Yeah. And uh, and so wow. and then you would get you. We ended up with these like super clean fillets. Wow. Um. So we'd fillet them there. They never touch any slime or whatever. And then you'd open that thing up in six to eight months. You know, June first, like today. And yeah. uh, you know, you open it up and it's clean. Like I would want. I want to be able to like lick the inside of the bag. I don't do this, but that's how clean I want the fish to be. Wow. And uh, so. But that's also like labor into it's really good for your grass. So if oh. you're if you're like pressure washing, sure. you like just these areas in your grass just like blow up. Flourish. Oh yeah. yeah. Wow. And the dogs kinda like it too. Yeah. But uh I mean it's kinda labor intensive and it's like usually like you're dip netting and you get the fish home, it's like ten o'clock at night and yeah. you like mine's an electric. You know, like whatever, two and a half horsepower. Right, right. The neighbors like want to shoot you. If I'm awake, everybody's gonna be awake. <laughs> so I it's think summertime, man. I think it was on the Department of Fish and Game website. You know, on one of their oh. newsletters, but they had this like vinegar trick in there to get the slime off. Huh. And so I think we got home from dipping like you know ten o'clock at night, and I was like, shit, I don't want to wake up the neighbors, and they're gonna be all pissed at me. Or at least one of the neighbors. That right. neighbors, you know, wouldn't be so mad. But uh, so I, so I poured a bottle of the vinegar in, and I, man, I let it sit for ten minutes, and it had taken off all, all of the the slime wow. and most of the scales. Right. And so I did that trick again this year, last year, and it's so, it's awesome. So you're doing like white vinegar that you would mm -hmm. get at Costco. Well, so the first year was by chance. So I did use apple cider vinegar. Okay, apple and cider. you're just pouring it into the cooler pint. that all the fish is in. Yeah, and I poured it in the cooler because some of the ice one is pint? melted. That's oh, like all just it. like a pint. Okay, not the gallon. No, from a pint. Costco. Yeah, okay. like the pint jar. You're, and you're mixing it in with though it was like ice that had melted some. So there's okay. some water in there. You know, I think I ended up adding a little bit. So of it's water. already pink and slimy and. It, all the yeah, water it was that's pretty already clear, there. you know. It wasn't too bad. But, yeah, okay. it was bloody and fishy, yeah, right. slimy. And I think I added a little bit of water. Yeah. And then I poured that vinegar in, and it wasn't like 10 minutes, and I could feel the grippiness, you know. Wow. And then I still washed it, you know, just with the spray hose before I filleted it. But then you get these super clean fillets. And then, like, those, those fish I ate today were, you know, caught last July um you know i write the date on them and right. stuff on the bag and uh it was one of the style that i had cut it like in the middle and then folded it the back right. together but i opened it up right away well cut the bag open wasn't fishy then folded it open and like touched the fillet right it was just clean just like wow. the meat wow and it was still real and the other thing is it seems to keep more of its red color because oh, really? you just get more mm. of the shit out of it yeah. you know? okay so here's a question for you do you smoke any fish huh? tons okay I wonder if that process intensifies the smoking or if it pulls away from the because I I have a, in the wintertime I have a snow removal business uh -huh. and um a snowman out in Chugiak Snowman LLC and one of my clients it's his, a big figure eight what never no it's not <laughs> it would actually be three That's circles by the way there three, three circles, circles. Oh, three yeah, circles. There is three, huh? yeah. figure eight with another yeah. figure <laughs> I, I need a calculator yeah, so I can yeah, understand yeah, why yeah, you would not. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. we've been so, talking a lot yeah. of numbers out here. Yeah, guys. lots of numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I have I a hope client, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, we'll get a Facebook message. There you go. Uh, you guys don't know what yeah. the fuck. You guys are, are you guys drunk? You got in a there? fucking yeah. calculator or what? <laughs> Too many caribou calls this time, guys. Are you guys gonna run that dipship while he's drunk? Right now? <laughs> it's, it's not gonna happen. There you go, guys. But no, my one of my clients, he he. He smoked 25 fish. He cold smoked half of them. Then he did a, a, a wet brine. Yeah. 
and he did it in a, an old ceramic refrigerator, mm-hmm. which is ideal. That's the way my dad used to do it. But he's he long story. But the bottom line is he smokes a lot of fish. Yeah, and I listen. I've known my wife for thirty years. All the moose meat, caribou meat, doll sheep meat, uh, bear meat. I've brought home salmon. She's never really enjoyed. Uh huh. He smoked twenty five fish for me this spring. Yeah. She's been cracking a bag every week. Nice. Ooh. And I'm like, What's I've got to figure this out because yeah. he cold smoked half of it in yeah. strips, which is squaw, yeah. squaw candy, right? Yep, yep. And what, then he what, has wait, a, what's the word? Squaw, squaw candy. candy. Oh, squaw candy. You never heard okay. of that? Yeah, I have. I didn't. I didn't understand. Yeah. What you said. It's a squaw without the squaw. Candy. Without the candy? Yeah, squaw candy. Exactly, right? Yeah, gotcha. But the funny thing was he smoked all his fish, yeah. and his both styles was just, it's the best I've ever had. Uh-huh. And he, I didn't know this at the time, but he's actually, um, he's a retired federal meat inspector. Uh-huh. Wow. And he's talked to so many people over the years about smoking fish yeah. and meat. And making sausage and stuff like that. Yeah. He does it at home, but he did that as a thank you for plowing his driveway this uh, winter. Yeah. yeah. And he I brought him twenty five fish. Yeah. And dude. Did he tell you fucking secret? phenomenal? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just uh I mean it's like you know how you have you just can't you can't eat enough of it. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's yeah. like it's like eating candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So but, I can really appreciate if it's done white. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh. I, the key that you know, there's people that make better smoked salmon than me for sure. No, like, come on. Know, you, well, there, I, we I don't want to say better. Them. I think there's just different styles and techniques and but, flavors. Right. The thing that I found, you know, because most of these guys will tell you what they're doing, and the things that that seem to be, you know, repetitive and common um, amongst their their techniques is clean at the beginning. Right. But then that after your initial brine give it a day to like dry, dry out, out. Dry that like 24 hours with like a fan on it in a right. damp area or so like that's what i'm wondering if area. your process with the vinegar and all this i wonder if that makes a if that helps because i don't know otherwise you got all that slime on the fish yeah. you know mm, what i mean that's all gone yep so it probably does yeah, help that's usually just mixing in their brine yeah right is the yep. slime. i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask you have like an oil based kind of layer on top of the meat so then like some of this water based stuff can't penetrate it right you know, the brine yeah. Man, we're on to some serious stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's like a next level of... I was well, just thinking about like your guys' process and four clients, 80 yeah. fish, 20 fish each. It's a lot of fish. Dude, I'm mad when I get 12 at the, on the upper. Right? <laughs> I, and, and like, I, I mean, I'm just thinking, to be honest, I mean, meat's touching skin, skin's touching meat yeah. in, a, in a bag. Like, right. I'd rather do 100 fish. On a table that's sized right for me, yes. than ten fish that is that aren't. Oh yeah, yeah. Or right on the, the side the, of the like river the on the oh, rocks, yeah. like, or just yeah. on your cooler with or, no towel or no no, no nothing, or having yeah. to bend over just like two extra inches. So I'm six foot two, and I weigh like a buck sixty. Yeah, you look mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd say you're you probably. Hey, hey. I'd say you're probably. Glenn, add, about 100, hey. add another buck twenty to that. Say, you're, you're at least a trisket away from one seventy eight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit smaller than my nephew. I'm a little bit smaller than my nephew Adam, but but my son, my son's a big boy. He's six two, and he's maybe pushing three. Uh huh. But the whole time, we call those boys hosses. Hoss. Hoss. Well, out in Chugiak, you know. The, back when Daddy. he was playing football, I was like, hey, country boy. 
Country, Country boy, come on over here. <laughs> hey, Glenn, if you need a hoodie, we'd be ordering the four XL just for the we, big hosts. for the host dogs. He could probably use a three X. I'm 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 pushing the two X myself, but well, uh, just saying. Yeah, in case. I'll make sure you that like I order we accommodate. Either. We accommodate all hosses shapes. Yeah. Hoss, I'll do that. <laughs> Is it pink? Because pink's my uh, color, can, man. Yeah. 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 We haven't done it yet. Not yet. It'll match my Cancer thong. awareness. We're about to get on that. <laughs> you only wear the hoodie. Oh, the that's right. Thong, thong with the hood up. <laughs> Should we get like the longer one, like the girls one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Just goes right below the cheeks. <laughs> oh shoot, man. Oh my gosh, I lost track. What was I saying? I was Red saying salmon flag. I don't know. I started. Seen some weird Dang it, you brought mind. up the, the hoodies and I started thinking thongs again. We were talking about the size of flay table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there it is. So when I built the flay table, when I designed the flay table on the boat, mm -hmm. it's a stainless steel table yeah. with a sink. And we literally went and we, we sat there and we, we gauged it with the tape measure. It was like, where do we, what the height that we want it to be? Yeah. And it's perfect because he can actually rest. Oh, on his arms on it, oh, okay, got it. or nice. lean up against it yeah. as opposed to bending. There's just no way. I mean, yeah. you, kill bosses at the end of 170 fish oh, yeah. is one thing, but imagine your back hurting. Oh, oh man, be killing you. And I've got like a seat there for him to sit on. You know, I got the yeah. captain's chair, which is only the captain's chair, and the only captain gets to sit in the chair. Yeah, yeah. Unless I have a young kid that wants to sit on my lap, yeah, and I'll yeah. let him run the boat a little bit, you know. But the bottom line is, man, you got to have a table that is ergonomically correct yes. for your body. Yep. Yep, that's right. And I feel I feel just absolutely horrendous for people that catch a <laughs> hundred plus fish and then go to shore in the mud oh and oh my God. with their coolers and they're trying to flay fish on just the powder boat. Over. <laughs> oh my God! You got to start somewhere, though. You do. I mean, yeah. I get it. You, know, you got to start somewhere. I've, so that I've sink, so been where's that the guy? Where's the water coming from? So, I don't know. Your pump, right? You yeah, got I've got a... So, what I do is... It's pretty cool design, actually. I just got a PVC pipe that uh -huh. runs straight through the floor. And I've yeah. got a, a six-inch PVC pipe that I will drop. So, there's, you know, um, seagulls and birds flying around everywhere, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have, a con I have a canopy on the boat now, but for the first three years, I didn't have a canopy. Uh -huh. The birds would follow me around. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But what I started doing... Throwing the meat behind you. Yeah. Well, not the meat, but the, the carcasses. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. You said meat. Sorry. That would, no that would apply to throwing meat. There's, there's no meat wasted on this. Full disclosure. Oh, yeah. There's remnants of meat. meat on the carcass not associated with the filet. I'm, I'm glad you clarified that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I don't want people to think, son of a bitch said he's throwing meat overboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Sorry, my bad. His name's that, Glenn Allen. That's that right. reminds me real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you boys start catching some reds here in the next couple of weeks, bring those, uh, those carcasses back so we can throw them in shrimp pots. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's yeah. not forget about that. Yeah. Let's not forget Eric about too. that. Yeah. That's a good idea. Okay. Well, well, when's, when, or when chum bags. When is what shipping? What I mean? When is shrimping when, end? Uh, it started uh, uh, April fifteenth, and it runs to September fifteenth. Oh wow! Okay. It's like exactly opposite of crabbing. Gotcha. Okay. In the sound. So this six-inch PVC pipe, I've got literally drilled a hole in the floor of the boat. It's just plywood floor, mm -hmm. right? Marine plywood, and I had to burp. No, Sorry, nice. good. Yep. I could have I I yeah. shared that with everybody. It would have been I, nice. We got to sanitize yeah, We missed out, club. but um, we spray it down. But I'll take the heads and the carcass <laughs> instead of just. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Sanitize, man. It's COVID's uh, we a bitch. We got a build pump. <laughs> <laughs> COVID's yeah. a bitch. We got a PVC down under the table. You didn't <laughs> see right. it? That's right. That's right. Fucking water tank over there. Big Hoss comes in and helps us. That's right. Oh, that's hilarious. 
But the, so the idea is instead of just tossing carcasses overboard, mm-hmm. I drop them down the hole. Oh, yeah. And they go right through the boat. The yeah. fish or the birds never see it. Yeah. Oh, oh nice. And That's smart. They, I think they, there's a few of them out there that know the dipship and they will follow us around regardless if we're going to give them a, smor- a morsel. Mm-hmm. But everything goes right through the boat. Yeah. And um, I will say that every now. <laughs> You get a jam. Knock on wood, it doesn't happen every day, but every now and then if somebody's just riding my ass and fishing right behind me, yeah. they may pick up a carcass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it may happen. I've had a few people say, hey, I caught your carcass. Well, move your net in a different direction. Don't fish right behind my boat. Yeah, you might not oh, ass. they're like, hey, there's the guide. He knows where the fish oh, are. Oh, yeah. I'll follow him get around. Get behind him. Get those yeah. carc- get that meat, the carcass meat yeah. all day That's right. long, man. Yeah, you can have my, you can have my. You want some man. head soup and some tail, <laughs> yeah. some some oh, tail man. sashimi. You can I gotta go be right really, on ahead. I got to be careful what I say because, you know. Anyways, but yeah, exactly. Thank you. That happens, but Sand, uh, man. but the What's idea is to shoot the there? carcasses right yeah. through the hole. Yeah, and then that's um, brilliant. Yeah, it works great. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that you know, I don't have the, I don't have the fish. You know, or the the birds flying around, mm-hmm. you know, shitting on everybody on the boat and <laughs> swooping down trying to take eggs off the table, and so they get stuck in there. No, because I got it's a six inch. It's a six inch it, hole. It's big enough, and uh, like there's no fish head big enough. No. For, yeah. Well, I mean, if it was king head or something yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. but we hide those on the floorboards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just oh. kidding. We don't we don't catch kings. Yeah, I just eat them on the water. My my first year in operation in 2017, 16, 16 I think it was. That was the last year we could catch and keep yeah, kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you had some and, pictures online with some, oh, man. some Chinook on there. I was like, oh, he must have been the 15, 16 year. We caught, there was like three days in a row where we caught three kings oh, in an eight-hour yeah. day. Like, and I. Man, that's awesome. I'm probably going to go to hell because of that. Okay, because right. I've been a huge yeah, advocate that's the reason. for yeah. Well, there's, there's some yeah. Kenai River guides <laughs> that would happily, like, Force put, me to hell. Put the last <laughs> pile of dirt yeah. as you yeah. go yeah. to hell yeah. all right on you. But yeah. or the first push. I, yeah. I, 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 would, I I've dip netted and, and and like had kings in the net and yeah. didn't get them in. And wow. I had I'm gonna just admit it when right here. When you could right legally now, keep them. I had no remorse because I wanted that king in yeah. there so bad. Yeah. I think it was the first Was this when you could keep them? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, and you let them go? Well, no, I just didn't I had the cheap shitty Three bears now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, the, blowing holes. The Kirkland yeah, signature. The, I was like, oh, it's a king. Da, da, da. Done. I think Pull it, it up in the air. It's like. So, so yeah. for, like I told you guys, I'm not a big dipner. What happens there? It's breaking the loop on the, on the, on the circle. When you no, lose one. shredding the net. Oh, it's straight making a hole. Like a hole. A wider hole. The, my problem with oh, the yeah. Costco nets is the where out. the where the tubing comes out of. They're not like Costco brand nets. Yeah, right. but the, we're just gonna it's say like the generic ones. There it is. Where they where where the tubing Acme, has Acme like Acme a forty five degree bend. It's a rounded curved radius. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not supported, and yeah. so oh. like in tubing versus like steel, like square or whatever, aluminum, but or, yeah. or channel or aluminum channel. Like this tubing, when you bend it, it gets fatigued, like a you know a paper gotcha. clip, and it just yeah. like breaks. Okay, off. So, so then that's it just breaks a break point. Yeah, and like so that. we we would, within the season we'd break those style. Yeah, okay. That way, the nets though we would always get extra nets from Mike's, sure. and that was the thing mm-hmm. that I wanted to talk to you about at some point. It's yeah, but I'll bring it up later. Okay, yeah, we did zip ties. 
Yeah, zip ties work good. Zip ties work in a pinch. Pinch. But the bottom pinch the downside only. to the zip ties is they catch they catch the other mesh. Yeah. And you're constantly I mean, like reaching out and flipping the, the mesh off yeah. of the zip tie. That's why you fight with. That's why you gotta cut those little big excess real nice. tight. Real yep. tight. Yeah. Well so. what we I what I'll try to do is when we're running back up river, I'll if there's a tear in the net, i I've got a I've got a a, a net mender. Oh you know, Repair it's a, like a pencil. Not a pencil. What the heck's the name of that thing? It's a, it's a commercial fishing device that's used, and you put a bunch of line on it, and you. It's a needle. Thank you. Yeah. Um, um, but you needle it. You just cinch mm. it with, with mesh. Stitch, it, stitch oh, it with mesh versus gotcha. the zip tie that has yeah. a little zip, hanger off there. Yeah, zip tie is like. I mean, I know that. Um, uh, I know that it's it's done in certain circumstances mm-hmm. when you're when you like ripping nets constantly because yeah. it's a quick fix right but it just causes more problems yeah. during the yeah. course of a day you'd yeah. know that too man like for yeah. just like a subsistence local fisher yeah you know i blow a net out one time every other year yeah i can throw a zip tie in there and like to this day i still got like zip ties in my nets i haven't yet to replace them right kind of gives them character they've got battle wounds. are they are they pink Pink zip ties? They are, they are, uh, <laughs> they're, they're, uh, I don't know why I'm on a pink thing. Those are really on I think it's because <laughs> the end of your <laughs> microphone's got like a pink ring ah, on it. Yeah, there it is. That's, yeah. that's, that's what that's I'm throwing it on. Yours is orange, and what is my color? Fluorescent. Green. green. Fluorescent. Lime that's, green. That's right. what color yeah. my zip ties are. Green. Fluorescent green. Yeah. So you can see them. That works. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. So that, up. that leads into like one of my questions. So, perfect. Do you care about the color of your net? The netting. So, okay. Good, great question. Actually. Mine just exploded. Yeah. I never even thought of that. So I had a client on board who's actually another foot. My son coaches football uh-huh. um, at, for Chugiak, and he's got Chugiak. a Both kids, Alexis and my daughter, or, and my daughter, Alexis and my son, Kodiak, both graduated from Chugiak. Huge Chugiak, Peter Creek family, right? So um, with that being said, I had this guy on board who was one of the coaches and stuff and he was really cool had a great time caught a lot of fish but at the end of the day he sent me an email he's like hey i got some ideas since you're really open to you know suggestions and i even tell people at the end of the day i'm like if you got an idea thought concern yeah i'm open to it man tell me i don't know it all group thinks better i've only been around for 54 years i'm trying to figure out life and this dip net fishery is one of them yeah so he's like have you ever considered using a different color net or cleaning your net at the end of the day, um, getting all the grass and stuff off of it because you inevitably yep. pick up crap. You do in the river Ton, a lot, tons, and um, including flounders. Oh, oh man! <laughs> and people want to keep the flounders, probably. All I have to say about that is careful, careful. I can't say what I. <laughs> what I Why can't you say it? <laughs> They make incredible, like, skipping rocks. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that yeah. would be, wouldn't that be yeah. considered, like, harassing? Well, you like, don't do it. You put it on your six-inch hole, and it goes home, so. You mm. Yeah. How, you yeah. notice how I Even you? if I have to fold them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I stuff them in there. Yeah. <laughs> They're we going call, back in the water You don't want way. a seagull or eagle to grab it? No, so I don't want that to happen. Right thing, we, call, we call that a flounder, yeah. a flounder patch. A flounder patch. <laughs> so I wonder how many skips one could get. I've got, like, six skips. Skip six, yeah. Well, that's hearsay. I saw another captain of a different boat. Yeah. 
get six, get sure. seven, able to count. No, no name <laughs> Just go with that. Cause, no name okay. Yeah. Anyways, uh, but the bottom line is, man, where the hell was I? We keep getting lost here. No, nah, it's my fault. The color of the net. Yeah, the color, the color of the net. net. Thank you. Um, I'm a simple-minded redneck from Chugiak. Um I think the we color all of love the net. you for that. Thank you, man. Yes. I'll take it yeah. all day long. I'm proud of it. Soaking it in. Uh, yeah. Um, the color of the net, you know, some say black is the enemy. You don't want a black mesh because they'll see it coming. Yeah. But oh. the way I they'll they'll you pick see it up the shadow or something in the water? possibly yeah I mean what how but the do way you see it? the way I look at it here the, it's is black in the water and they can see like little bugs that yeah. they eat you know sure. like you know yeah. so it's like how that's a huge blob right they're yeah, getting close like to it as it comes from a distance it's like an obstruction of some sort yeah. Yeah. yeah I will tell you this I'm I guarantee you there's some commercial fishermen out there old school commercial fishermen that have their set ways and what their beliefs are mm. I would never argue with them. Sure. <clears throat> but I will tell you, when you're force feeding a mesh net on a fish that's going upstream four miles an hour and you're going downstream three or four miles an hour, yeah. you're force feeding them a net at eight miles an hour. Yeah. And and what's okay. the clarity on the water? Not very good unless it's high tide. Thank you. Yeah. So even then, though, come on. It's too late. They've hit the net. They freak out. In high tide, spin it, you're done. you can see pretty good. They can but, see but, pretty good. Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean they can. On I that mean, lower, on that lower section where all the commercial boys are anchored up, man, that shit's gray all the way through and through. Yeah, but on high tide, you, you get it, it, the the amberness changes. I fish along yeah. that blu- okay, that bluff, true. and like half the time, it has keen amber. It like it shifts yeah. to a, it shifts to a glacial looking river for yes. a second. Yeah, uh, up high right, yeah. It, when the water's slow and calm. And I can actually, so my depth finder will pick up fish at high tide. Mm-hmm. It picks up nothing but shit and debris at low tide. Mm-hmm. But I mainly, honestly, I don't use my depth finder for catching fish. I, I use it for monitoring the depth of the river. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I tell people, okay, three feet of water, which is like six feet of water because I actually got that 40 inch, yeah. you know, lean mm-hmm. off the side of the yeah. starboard side of, yeah. you know. But the bottom line is, you know, the the color of the water I think makes a difference, but when you're force feeding them a net, yeah, you're just smacking schools, man. Yeah, yeah. you're just you're you. The whole idea Timing is them like. So it doesn't matter. You don't think? I don't. Fuck no. At man. that point, at, for the dip net fishery, yeah. I don't think it matters Mm-mm. as much. As much. It, as much. I, I think that the fish have time to react still, and so you are mostly getting. You're probably getting most of the fish. But if you operate one of the nets that has like a black or like the dark green, yeah. and then you operate another one that has the translucent or like the Kenai green that right. Mike has, yeah, those nets seem to like the way that the fish hit them are different. So it's like they're not already trying to escape right away. They're like right. nailing it. You yeah, know, they're gills, you, gills deep. You know, and, oh. and so it's like something where, the, you know, you're yeah. probably getting most of them, but I think some fish are turning out of it and some are trying to turn out of it, but it's too late. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, if you got a five foot bag or a four foot bag, that's, yeah. that's a lot of space for yeah, a fish totally. at eight, you know, six or eight knots. Yep. To get into and spin out spin of before off, yeah. you hear, before you feel it in the net and you spin. Yep. What do you mean by that? The length between the the net and the so the you've circle? got you've got the hoop right. Okay, the, hoop, the hoop. That's what you're talking about. Like five feet, six feet. No, the yeah. actual hoop. Yeah, the 50 actual inch, hoop. Sixty inch. Okay. So that's mm-hmm. yeah, four to five feet hoop. Okay. You got okay. the steel, the aluminum, not steel, aluminum hoop, mm-hmm. and then the bag. Well, you know what a you know what a, a fishing net looks like, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. bag hangs. 
So imagine the bag hanging. Now it's dragging in the water up river as you're going down river. So that fish has five feet before of, it touches it. Thank yeah. you. Got yes. it. Got it, it might be the edge. It might be the end of the bag. Got it. And it, they're, they're not floating like this in the water either. You know, they're floating like this. Sometimes the they are. That's right. You know, as they get Depending back. Depending on the, on the okay. current. current. Yeah. Yeah. Pushing exactly. the net. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if the water was more clear, it'd be cool to put a GoPro. Oh, down. yeah. Oh, just see how they actually get caught I bet up you in could there. do it during high tide. I've had, a, I've had a bunch of buddies, or not a bunch of buddies, but a bunch of clients that have wanted to bring GoCos. I'm like... Strap it on. Yeah, let's try let's it. I mean, it. we put them on the boat before. You right. know, strap one on the, on the, but you can't get any clarity. Oh, you've actually tried? We've tried oh. a couple of times and well, only at high tide. Yeah. The other thing get. is it wouldn't be shining a light down there and that's probably scaring the fish yeah, away. It might be illegal anyway. No, maybe it wouldn't be. I don't. Don't the, the GoPro, GoPro? No, in low light? In low light, no. it doesn't. No, it has a low light, light feature that would be good. If you actually put it in night mode. I don't, Ooh, I don't know. I don't have a GoPro. Yeah. Yeah. Night mode. Night Does mode. it have like dark water mode or that is night mode? Not yet. That's the that's the twelve that's coming. Or well, the sixteen or whatever the fuck. That's the one that, that's gonna like, look at the sheep this year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sheep? The twilight sheep? All right, we'll leave that alone. Uh, yeah. Actually I kinda wanna transition into that. Well, I, I I wanted to add one more thing. Sure. Um when you're talking about like drift change and like sometimes you're going against the grain and then the fish are swimming in the net. Yeah. Now sometimes the tide has shifted. Right. Now the fish are swimming in like swirls. It happens. At right? high tide. Or or or, or, or a, a, a school hits a group of nets. They bank off to the left and they go down. Now you're... I always felt like fish... <clears throat> like if you're in a big group and you're going opposite where like the fish aren't just like coming up into, and swimming into the net... Like you, you can catch fish doing the, their their circles. Oh, I, you see what mean, I'm saying? At, at, like, high, like, at high tide, yeah, at slack tide, yes, yes. Okay. Like where you're yeah. catching fish at weird angles, right? And and to me, that's where those like really really good nets come in handy because I think they have a better chance of snagging them mm. in their gill plate while they might be swimming sideways right. or oh, angled or yeah, not like in the net, yeah. but they're like coming in sideways and then getting hung up in it. I call it a catching them on the backside of the net. Yeah, and that and that happens at. I'm high always tide. like when I'm fish operating the boat, I'm river. trying to think of like what it looks like down there, and right. like the way you'll catch fish. Sometimes it's like that fucker swam sideways up and then into the net on right. the other side of it. Right. The way when you pull it out, because yeah. you try to do that flip. Yeah. Like, like turn the net inside out, and then it actually goes the other way, and you're like, "What the hell?" <laughs> right. It's like, oh, that fucker yeah. was caught up on the on outside. The yes. Oh. And so it's like, yeah. it's just crazy science. I think that really goes into that. That I've experienced I mean, that a lot. You can't really like use any strategy to it. I don't think, but I think it's like. Just be in the right place, right time on the river. But I, it's the, it's the time of the tide, really. When when yeah. that happens, when the tide swaps and there's a slack, and you're like at high tide or extreme low tide before it turns, you know, um, you 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 have that problem. But yeah. I always tell people, I mean, and you can sometimes tell they'll catch the the fish will catch the mesh in its teeth, you know, yeah. or its yeah. jaw. And, and you'll like, barely oh, get the it in the, boat. the net. Flip it over, flip it over, you know. Kind of coach because so people when they're standing in front of me fishing, I'm I'm facing forward. A lot of times they're turned around facing towards the stern of the boat, mm -hmm. and I'm facing the bow of the boat. And the fish are coming from the the bow, but they're facing the stern. So what I tell them every time I say, it doesn't matter where you're at on the side of the boat, whether you're in the on the starboard side or the, or or um, 
or the other side, you the, just, port, side. the port side. Thank you. You 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 turn the net towards the captain. Right. Every time, turn the net towards the back of the boat. Yeah. Mm. Because what you're doing is, and on my boat, anyways, now it might be different on other boats. Because you have T boats. handles, right? I have T handles, so you can flip them. It, it and sometimes depending on the client, whether they're in a wheelchair or mm. Um, mm. whether they don't have good stability, um, I'll either let them like the two bow seats in the boat are fixed seats in the in the boat on the starboard side and the port side there's fixed seats so people i put people up there that don't they, they're not very nimble they can't get, really get around very yep. well the middle seats and the back seats are optional standing i can move the coolers around people in the front if it's a t-bar if they're just sitting there forever and they're holding the the in other words it's um parallel to the boat the t-bar itself mm -hmm. All they've got to do is turn Rack it and quarter turn, quarter turn. Yep. And they mm. and, and they bag the fish. So yeah. So they they've got the whether depending on whatever hands are what side of the boats are on. Um, all they need to do is they they basically turn it a quarter and that it swoops the, the hoop and it swoops the bag. Yeah. And then they just yard it right yep. right yard the pole into the boat. That's mm -hmm. right. And then we reach in and grab the net out mm -hmm. or grab the fish out of the net. How many poles you lost? People just let that thing go. Well, they tie them off. We tie them off to the bow. Oh, we the tie boat. them off. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. want you, it, it's really hard it to, to hold the, the dip current. net into the water. Yeah, right. Oh, like it's okay. going to drag up. How's that so, even possible? So you tie it up against it, and so where do you tie it up? On? Cleats. On no, my no, like where you're tying. We the do net? it where it can, the pole connects to the net. I don't know. I don't know if that's where you do. Oh, at, at the at the top of the hoop. Yeah. Okay. At the top of the hoop, I tie it off. Yeah. Okay. I actually wrap it. I either have a, a D ring on the net, or I have a um, a uh, carabiner. Carabiner, thank you. And I, I so I can quick clip it okay. off to there. Okay. And then I've got another um, on the side of the boat, in the, on the bow of the, of the dip ship. I've got one at the very bow, at the very tip of the bow. I have a, uh, a um, cleat. A, it's not a cleat. It's a um, Oh, what the heck's the name of it? It's just a, it's a bolt with a, it's an eye bolt, uh -huh. but it's a complete galvanized eye yeah, bolt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I clip, quick clip with carabiner to that for the two, for the two uh, nets that are, that are in the very front. front nets. Mm -hmm. Short nets. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then about five feet or six feet back on both sides, I have another one that I quick clip the middle and the okay. rear. So they all have their little section. Yeah, they do. So that's a good idea. And, so. and I adjust the length. And I can constantly, depending on how people are fishing, um, you know, um, whether they want to fish down. The, the two people in the back, on the, on the let's just say they're on the starboard side. The guy in the bow is always fishing on the top. Mm -hmm. The second net and the third net, they fish either the net in, in the middle fishes down, straight down, mm. or... The guy behind him fishes straight down, but they're constantly moving. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're creating basically it could be as much as a 16 foot gauntlet. Yeah, next gotcha. to the boat, the entire gotcha. length of the boat. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. on both sides. Gotcha. If you're running six nets. Yeah. Hence so, this picture right here. And is you can the gauntlet hold, after a good swoop. <laughs> yeah, you can right. hold the net then with like your pinky finger. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So okay. you, there's no force. Cody happening. likes to say you should be able to do this fishery while. Drinking a beer without any problems. Yep. Yeah. Just, just put your hand good. on the just bar and just like drink a beer. Okay. Yeah, hang okay. out. Or uh, double shovel cider. cider. There you go. And I'm Beautiful. digging this cider mosa. Yeah, That's that one's a, that one's yeah. a good one to start with. Kind of feels like Sunday. 
News. Glenn, well, my mother might Sunday fun day. I want fun you to hit us with your best moose call. Are you challenging me to Full my best moose call? Full rando. Full really cow call. Hear it? Cow yeah. call? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Oh, man. Let's do it. What's coming it. up the stairs? It's pretty volumed. Oh, that's loud. Yeah. loud. Someone's coming up the stairs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Is he legal? Shoot him. Shoot him. <laughs> you want the bull grunt now? <laughs> yeah, let's, hit the, let's yeah. hear the bull grunt. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah. All right. I patented this, by the way. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Dipshit.com. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get excited wow. over there. Jeez. That was damn good, buddy. Kind of oh, got a boner. It works. It yeah. moved, dude. Yeah, I'd sit in front of you with a bow. I think I hear, you yeah. hear that in the background? Yeah. One thing I've noticed is the, the thumbs on the on the throat. Jowls? On the jowls. Oh, yeah. With inside the gill plate? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. In the in the pinch in the pinch nose, you did. You, did. you kind of did like a little. I never like this. Yeah, yeah. I've I've heard of guys using that technique with the pinch and that there, but yeah. I use a Change the I pitch. use a call, you know, horn. Yeah. Mm. Um, the fiberglass one. Yeah, but not very yeah. often. Only well, for long calls. The bull, yeah. the bull yeah. magnet. Send in the bull out. magnet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wayne Kubot. Yeah. yeah, that's in in the guide world. He's yeah. You know, I never was a fan of the way it scrapes. No. It's terrible. Nah, it sounds really hollowy and yeah. like artificial. It's fake. I, I, I what part. I have seen guys do is like wrap it in hockey tape mm. and then they'll scrape it so it like takes that like yeah, like it scrape is actually I take that back. Hold on, it scrapes really good. The sound of like the yeah. edge of it on like wood material or branch, like if you're holding the right, yeah. but if you're like if you're like swinging it and like yeah. smacking mm, alders, like it's echoey. So, but I have found if you wrap it in hockey tape, yeah, white or black tape. Uh, I like that, like orange. I like that, like urban urban camo, like camo tape. Why is it got to be well, white or black? <laughs> well, yeah. so we play I mean, hockey, and oh, everyone okay. has white I got or black. You. This is a big thing with yeah. white or black tape. Oh, is that that game that has like a little black? Thing yeah. that you guys slap around exactly. It's like a exactly. puckers. What do you guys mm-hmm. call it? Mm-hmm. How'd you for a hockey player, man? You know, yeah, I play. I play a little bit of hockey. Yeah, I didn't. Chugak boys know how to. Well, I went to high school West. I went to <laughs> okay. West. Gotcha. And I actually, I did try. I played hockey, and I, I tried out for the team. I think I made third string goalie, and that was only because I could take up the. There was I three. There, the was net, <laughs> and there wasn't a whole lot of room around the net. But. There was three goalies back then. We had a guy by the name of Jason Deneen. I don't know if that name yeah. sounds familiar or not. Jason was legit. Jason, he went. To, we went to church together, same church. And Jason was, I think he went on to play college hockey. I don't, I don't know, no. but he he was legit. He was a year older in like class of eighty five. Jason West Side Deneen. Boys. West was good then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
we had some really good. How the hell did we get on to hockey? We're talking about moose calls and they were dipped at him. It was hockey you guys tape. All over the place, it was hockey man. tape and you asked about hockey pucks. You're right. So, Sorry. Yeah. No, um, we like the rabbit hole here. Well, and, and you know, to keep the the transition alive. Yeah. Uh, I think Daniel was going to allude to maybe some of the like hunting, the guiding. Oh, the, the, yeah. You, you just you, you came in here like yeah, I just got back from a bear hunt. We're like what? So we just start peppering you with questions. We're yeah. looking at the map. You got us all excited. I so, get it. I get it. The well, as a long that, li- man, lifetime I mean, Alaskan, I mean, yeah, everyone's yeah. dip netting and fly fishing and hunting. Yeah. So obviously you have yeah. a, a and wearing a pink life. thongs. Don't forget about yeah, the of pink course. Yeah, that's <laughs> the mandatory. I mean, mandatory. I'm, I'm full commando, but <laughs> whoa, 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 way, way, way yeah, too much, TMI? way too much. Yeah. Oh, so get in a little bit into the guiding, sure, the guiding deal. Yeah. Well, um, I started as an assistant guide, obviously, uh, in the mid '90s, and um, I loved to hunt. Um, my dad was more of a fisherman. But he loved to hunt, and uh, all started with rabbits and squirrels and stuff like that. And my brother, I was the last of four boys, um, but I, I got I got the great years of my old man. My my dad was was um, retired military, mm. a, um, bomber pilot, World War Two. You know, oh, right on. And Alaska was his last last, last command, okay. last move here. In, you know, yep. uh, yeah. retired up here in '69. I was born in '68, and. Um, Anyways, long story short, um, I just, I loved to hunt. And I remember being in college and my dad started a fishing lodge on the Kenai. And um, my brother was involved. One of my brothers was involved in that. And I just, I wanted, I wanted to be involved in that whole business. I wasn't sure how I wanted to do it. Like guiding and just. Guiding, just in general, you know. And I remember having What's that? Accommodating. Accommodating, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, so my dad and I are out king fishing one time, um, and uh, I don't know, it was like midnight, you know, the best time because all the guides are off the river. Most of the locals are off the river. It's just, you know, middle of July, and it's quiet, and crisp air, you know, oh, yeah. and just mm-hmm. fucking just the way the Kenai used to be. Red's boiling. King's, Red's boil- King's yeah. just porpoising. Yeah. Oh, man. Fishing the back it. channels, just mm-hmm. drifting eggs, you know, or just back bouncing for eggs. Anyways, long story short, man, I was reminiscing. Those were good days, man. Really good days. My, my, one of my, my, well, my very best friend, Craig Rose, he was a guide for years and uh, guided for Harry Gaines. Um, oh, yeah. Actually, Reuben Hankey, who now owns Harry Gaines, Keenan yeah. River Fishing. And um, anyways, we used to, we loved to fish together, but we still do. He's my, my best friend. And um, I sound like a chick. He's my BFF, man. He's my best friend forever. Right, I got a bro. bro <laughs> we all got one. We got a bro, man. We all got. We all got one. Right? Those, are, those are called day ones. Day ones, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, uh, long story short, I was my son was a year old, and um, I met some folks that wanted to do a care or wanted to do a moose, a moose hunt. This was like ninety four. And um, I was in Port Allsworth. I flew to Port Allsworth, and we flew out for a caribou hunt, or a, mo- a moose hunt the first year. And and then the next year, we came back and did a caribou hunt. My brother and I did it together along with a friend of his. And um, and I was I was hooked. I, I wanted to. I knew I wanted to hunt, but I knew there was no way my pocketbook could afford it. Yeah. Being a young, you know, father and you know married man, and my dad said to me, he goes. 
you need to figure out a way you could do it and make money at it and at least get by on it yeah. just to make it work, you know, to suffice your, 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 your craving. So I'm like, all right. So I got the blessing from him and, you know, I had a, I met this gentleman by the name of John Davis, who is pretty proficient, a businessman down the peninsula, Kenai Soldatna, where my dad lived at the time, where we were, where I grew up. And John, um, I met him in Port Allsworth, um, transferring from one camp to another. And he's like, hey, if you're ever interested in becoming an assistant guide, he goes, you know, you, I'll, I'll hire you. So one thing led to another, and I'm his youngest son, Jeremy Davis, um, and I met together. Um, this was, I want to say it was 94, 95. And uh, Jeremy um, and I guided like five guys from the Northern, or from the National Rifle Association on caribou hunt together. My first year as an assistant guide. And back then you had to, you had to take a test. I think you do now, but there was a long time oh, where you just really had to be rigorous now. Yeah, well, yeah, even worse for a registered you know registered guide. Um, but um, the assistant guide thing used to be you had to take a test, and then there was a time period where you didn't have to do a test. You just had to be signed off by a registered guide that mm-hmm. said you had experience and sponsor blah, blah, blah. Mm. sponsor. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, well, I fell into the test category. I tested out. I passed. I got the assistant guide license. I got I assistant guided for a number of years. I went to work for the railroad. I became a locomotive engineer for the railroad for oh, the Alaska Railroad. I did that for twelve years. I left the Alaska Badass. Railroad. That was it. Was a great job. It was a means to an ends. I, I made some really good friends. Um, it was a great experience. After I left the Alaska Railroad, I became a contractor and started um, started. Um, contracting for a company out of state and I could pick and choose the dates I wanted to, to run trains um, so that I could guide okay. in the fall perfect. and right. in the spring. Right. Yep. Perfect. I'm like, I'm not giving up my license. I want to become a registered guide eventually. And I became a registered guide and my buddy, Jeremy, um, who lives in Port Allsworth year round, um, who's uh, business partners with a guy by the name of Steve Hakala, who's also like a senior pilot was a senior pilot for, for Penn Air until Penn Air went upside down. Mm. Um, now they're starting Aleutian Airlines. I don't know if you guys have heard of them or not. Uh, they're oh, starting okay. up pretty quick here. Okay. okay. Um, mm. But um, so Steve and Jeremy been partners for a long, long time, and, and Jeremy and I have been good friends. And um, so it just it, it progressed from guiding for him to getting my registered guide license and guiding for myself, traveling down to Lower 48, doing some sports shows. We And Jeremy and I did several sports shows together back in the late 90s early 2000s um just to promote the business and um just it just progressed into a business where i i'm by no means a large outfitter i'm i book for myself i guide the clients that i book for my you know for myself i don't have any assistant guides that work for me Mm. if i have an overload of people i will I will have my buddy Jeremy, who's also a registered guide and pilot. Some of his assistant guides will take over. Gotcha. But I try to I try to limit myself to a couple of moose hunters a year, two or three bear hunters in the spring or fall, and then a handful of caribou hunters on the peninsula. And so between seven and ten hunters a year, I guide. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you right now, man, I've I have created some lifelong friendships oh, through yeah. guiding, and. So this moving into the dipship and taking and starting the dipship as a charter business 
was super easy for me because you I had already clientele. Had, I had, well, I didn't have clientele because yeah. all my clients were non-residents. Oh, yeah, true, true. But I had the interest and the ability to communicate with people. Mm. And 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 for me, it wasn't just about slapping a net on a boat and catching fish. It was about providing a service, being ethical and legal about it, and trying to create an environment where people are going to want to come back year after year. Mm, right. And I mean, Repeat I'm, I'm super blessed, guys. I've, I've got, I don't advertise anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm advertising right now, but I'm not really advertising. Yeah. I'm telling you about the dipship. Yeah. I haven't advertised it all this year, and I've been completely booked solid since January 1st. Oh, that's yep. awesome. Right. I, I started taking bookings for the dipship like right after Thanksgiving. And, I'm completely book solid right now. I've got a list of like 30 people waiting wow. for anybody to pull out. Well, it's yeah. cool because if you got a guy who, who wants to, you know, get a half a, a half a dozen to a dozen plus fish a year, yeah, and doesn't want to own a boat, right, and run it and store it and maintenance it and yeah. insure yeah. it and like deal with the responsibility of running it, yeah. in the river, which is pretty stressful. It's overwhelming. Yeah, if I you're mean, not he familiar, can come with the book river. with you once a year and get his fish, and or maybe not, but still enjoy a really great experience. Oh yeah. Right, I've got not every day. I've got but. several clients that own their own boats, and they're like, "It's a fucking rat race. Why would I bring my boat down?" Yeah. Oh my Spend god, I would, I would tenfold over, yeah. come on your boat, yeah, instead of deal with all that. Absolutely. We need to make that happen. Yeah, we yeah, need to make man, that dude, happen. Dude, I'd do it in a heartbeat. You know, I would I, love to do it. Yeah, I've dipped. I've yeah. dipped. Like I said, I've never been dipping netting on the boat. I'm always running the boat. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, yeah. I, I fish yeah. sometimes, but launching boats, let's make that happen. Water. I mean, you're, he's 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 got some skill. He's already explained to us the whole vinegar thing. Oh know, yeah, I, I mean, I, I want to learn about that. There's some illusions going on there. <laughs> yeah. I've got you fooled. Um, so, are wow. you launching your boat every day? Well, the last two seasons, be. I wasn't. Oh, because oh, you had the spot with the, now, with the cannery. Is there? So, can you anchor somewhere out there overnight? I could. Yeah. But the downside, the, the good thing about... some cots on the deck or what? What's that? There's some cots on the deck I wasn't mean staying on Dude, it. Dude, I've thought about all those pup tent, sleep out there. Yeah. God, I'd look... You got that canopy like, now? Yeah, I do. I got the canopy. Right. I would end up looking like... Um, what's that? Uh, what's that guy that was in the... Um, the movie uh, Castaway. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Tom Wilson. Hanks. You got Wilson <laughs> out there. I might lose 150 pounds in the month of July, but living on the boat, right? That'd be, be a ugly bad looking buoy out there. Named <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, what's up, buoy? <laughs> yeah. So you got to pull out now, huh? <laughs> I got to pull out. Damn. Yeah. Going back to your teenage years. Yeah. You know what though? It's a system, and I'll tell you what. If you, my dad, this is no shit. Before my past, my dad passed away like four years ago. My dad used to be like. The best entertainment in the month of July is taking a six pack in a lawn chair and going to the top of the boat launch. Dude, I'm telling you, watching. man. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. mayhem. Yeah. It's a show. It is. I mean, I've seen dudes just like plow their trailer into the mud and keep shoving and hope that their boat's going to hit water. Yeah. I've gone to Crazy. Centennial and down because, before just cause, to get away uh-huh. from people and not deal with that shit. Oh, that's a long way. You mean yeah. Centennial and up? <coughs> Centennial oh, oh, like, down and then back up. Oh, sure, sure, sure. You know? Like oh, the shit. Pillars and Eagle Rock, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah pillars is a great spot, too, but yeah. it's gotten more and more popular. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you had a good setup there. You well, know, unless you had a boat that wasn't 50 legal, and oh, you had man. to do the city launch, you don't have a choice. Yeah. Like you, me, yeah. anybody like, else that... People have asked me, too I'm much like, I can't HP. do it. Yeah, yeah. way mm. too much. I mean, what about um your favorite fish recipe? 
Oh, really like a, simple. Like a, just a fillet. You're just going to have it. Yeah, you want to hear it? Yeah. Super yeah. simple. Fillet, skin down, aluminum foil, salt and pepper, olive oil. Bake it or put it on the grill for 20 minutes, like 350. Mm-hmm. Smother it in mayonnaise and cheddar cheese. Yeah. Let yeah. it smoke for another five or 10 minutes. Serve it. Yeah. I love that. All right. I'm a I'm a mayonnaise freak. I love yeah. it. I, love I like that same too. one except for I'll do the same the same exact thing except I take the mayonnaise in a jar, and then oh. I put a bunch of dill, oh. like the cut up dill, yeah yeah yeah, the mm. relish in there, and then lemon pepper in there and mix that up, and then the mayonnaise kind of you know now it's flavored. I like that. Do you oh. throw a little extra vinegar on there at all? Or? No. <laughs> you know, you know it's already really, had plenty of time. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know it's a really fun addition to that. Jack, which your Ooh, mix next, is like next. money is um, a dollop or two of sriracha. Oh, that would be really spicy. Yeah, 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 just, just like a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pian uh, would love that. that. Well, would be angry. My well, buddy Jeremy would be all over that. He loves yeah. sriracha yeah. and everything. Well, but. it would be like it just gives it that like pinkish yeah. tint. So Special just, sauce. Yeah, adds a little color to the to the mayo. Mm. Yeah, just, that's you know. great. Interesting. Yeah. It's a little bit more sriracha. I don't. Yeah, that's Ooh, awesome. Yeah, it's it's sriracha mixed in mayonnaise, mixed in with ketchup. I said, and you guys noticed, I said a dollop. I didn't yeah. say like. Non dollop. Like, you know what that I is. I meant like a, like a, like a little. Yeah. Just I got a little Just a little dollop. dollop. Yeah. Right. Well, Glenn, thanks for coming out, it. man, and, and tell yeah. us about the dip ship. And, and if anyone's trying to uh, get on there and. Uh, and look it up, the dipship.com. Yeah. Obviously, that's it. And on dipship on Facebook. You ain't getting yeah. on it this year, but you know oh, what? Oh, maybe you want just contact him if someone pulls out. There might out, be some cancellations, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Get on the wait list. Yeah. You know, really, honestly, we, you know, just I, I know you guys want to sign off, but I just want to throw this out there really quick. No, and this man, is go important. For it. You asked about trying to target special needs folks. Yeah. Absolutely. And I really, really, I really want to do more about targeting those folks. Mm-hmm. And if any of your listeners are directly or even indirectly linked up or connected to businesses, corporations that are looking for an opportunity to promote their business by promoting a service like the dipship mm-hmm. um, to provide a service for folks that are of that caliber. Um, I'm, I'm all about corporate sponsorship and not sponsorship, so to speak, that like them paying for my fuel. But them paying for someone to come up. That's right. Some of their yeah, staff getting, there. Getting those folks on your boat. That's right. Because mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of people out there like well, some of the older veterans is like, really, I'd love to go, but I can't afford that. I'm like, I make concessions for people like that. I uh, do. Yeah. I've done it yeah. many times. It's wonderful. But it would be really nice for companies, whether it be – I mean, you can throw any any business out there. Well, um, I think what you're getting at is the logistics of getting folks grouped up, where you can get them on, yep. you know, uh, uh, some transportation, get them down. Transportation you know, is always getting, a big deal. Getting them, you know, logistically yes. delivered to your location, where you can get them on the boat. I mean, yes. there's a lot of legwork that goes into. I think that's what you're alluding to, yes. right? Is like figuring out a way to get them, because there's a lot of arrangements and 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 legwork that goes into planning. It's definitely not getting, just the eight hours getting on the somebody boat. with a wheelchair yeah, or a disability right. to, you know, down to where they got to get down on the, 
you know, the greasy parking lot and down the That's launch right. and down on the, the dock. I mean, there's, yeah, you got to have folks involved. Folks to help them get mm-hmm. there yeah. and pick them up when they're done fishing. Yeah. And you'll yeah. be there on the dock ready to take them and, and yeah. care for them. Look for the pink song. Yeah, I'm thinking. Right. <laughs> just has a little flag. Hey, yeah, no, I'm seriously, man. I, hey. I, would, I would love to be able to target more of those folks. I really would. That would yeah, that's man. that was the key to begin with, and that's you know, like yeah. I said, I, I don't discriminate whether you're able bodied or not. That's beautiful. But by the same token, it's yeah, like man. that's what I'd love to. Yeah, well, otherwise, they, it's hard. It's totally. hard for folks to get out there and do that activity because it is very physically demanding. It's strenuous, even though yeah. we talk about the lines and holding the net. But I mean, once the fish are on, and yeah, yep. and you got the conditions, you got the wind, you got the rain, you got the sun. Oh man! You've got the the exhaustion of like watching the boats and all the hecticness and your filleting the fish. Your, height, your heightened awareness of what's going yeah. on. I mean, it's an exhausting long day. Yeah, for anybody. Yeah. yeah, let alone elderly or young or you know, and then it's yeah a lot for the people around them to watch them and make sure everybody's safe. It's just, it is a lot, right. man. There's a lot going on, and then and then and then you've got the energy around the dip net fishery in general. Yeah. You know. People from Anchorage yeah. and Madniska oh, yeah. Valley coming down to the peninsula. Yeah. and It's chaos. And, and yeah. not being a very hospitable environment for the most at part. Times, yeah. Yeah. At times. Not always, I mean, but there are times. still a lot of good people in this state and people oh. that have yeah. some, some you know, code of ethics in their blood uh, that are out there. But then there are the exceptional yes. ones that don't. But yeah. in general, it is a very populated, chaotic, you get a lot of humans Stressful. together and people that don't know what they're actually doing. Right, things yeah. can yeah. you know, things can escalate. Yeah, into um, escalate. situations escalate, escalate, es- escalates are right. Like, yeah, man, just escalate on. I the was imagining escalate backing up the truck. <laughs> the escalate is the dipship on. Dude's just the got boat. the fifteen pound in, dropping <laughs> yeah. his boat in the water. Yeah, yeah. My my dad, my dad, seen that before. B seventeen in World War Two that he flew was called organized confusion. Oh yeah, and that oh, I use so that term. Cool. As the Kenai City Boat Launch yep. and the Kenai Fishery that's what it is. Organized, organized Confusion. confusion. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Because it's all organized and then it gets in the water and there's like really nothing regulating anything. Uh, yeah. I tell people all the time, we have to catch fish. We have to catch the salmon. We have to go. Pull your nets out. Let's go. We have to catch the salmon, you know, and everybody's thinking on the same terms. We have to Everyone catch the salmon. The all the way down here. <laughs> and, then, and then a ranger comes through on a... On a Kenai boat, and everybody's like, whoop, whoop. Oh, hey. oh. Yep. 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 yep, 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 just uh, not even gonna have fun. So, <laughs> Thank so, you guys, I really I enjoyed tonight, yeah. it was yeah. awesome. So, just before we finish, you know, the boat launch sucks, yeah, but the thing that I've always struggled with is peeing on the boat. Like with all the people I bring out, I bring oh, out like a, a lot of family and ladies and grandmas. What do you do about that? So, gosh. This is a whole nother 10-minute conversation, but I'll break it down. For the guys, I have a, a tube that's attached. It's actually a, a tube <laughs> attached to the downspout for the 6-inch PVC. Yeah. And a funnel. And is this, yeah. Nope. Is this the Hiwi? The Hiwi. The Hiwi. You ever heard of the Shiwi? Yeah. There you go. It's the Shiwi. The guy, the the guy can go, a guy can go back there and do his business without any, a lot mm-hmm. of attention. I actually, the first three years... I had a pop-up privy, a oh. six-foot or six-foot pole with a curtain, and I, I would tell the ladies, I said, "You guys need to talk about this whenever." You, and I have a lot of women on the boat, by the way. Yeah, oh, almost yeah, more definitely. than fifty percent. Yeah, I tell all, women. all your photos, man. There's always women on the Absolutely. boat. Absolutely. So I tell people, I said, "You guys coordinate because I don't know how you women are. You guys coordinate the time to go, and I will 
slowly pull off the side of the river to a, a you know a quieter spot, and I will pop up the privy with a curtain. I clip it off to the side rails, and I have a porta potty on board, and I would let them do the, their business. And at the end of the night, when it's all done fishing, I'd pump the porta potty. I did that for the first three years. The last two years, I built at the Cannery Lodge. I had a, a porta potty I built, and a and a sump tank that mm. I designed that. There at camp, I would guy. I would just pull over top of the dock. Everybody go use the bathroom. For the guys, it would just pee in the in the downspout. Okay, that was a simple process. This year, I've got to go back to mm-hmm. either the pop up privy or pulling onto the city dock. Which yeah, is, yeah, I'm not looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. But um, with that being said, um, there was <laughs> this, and this is a little embarrassing, but I'll tell you. Um, I met the end. This is like three years ago before I had the Canary Lodge. It's at the end of the day. I drop the passengers off on the dock. All the fish go with them. My son goes with them. They're divvying up the fish and they're gone. And my son goes and gets the, the, the truck and the trailer and gets in line to pull the boat out. I go out and I tie off to a buoy and I'm, I'm cleaning the boat the best I can in salt in, in a f- mixed salt water, fresh water, right? Just scrubbing the stuff down and I've got to pee. Well, I didn't have a canopy at the time, so I'm probably three or four hundred yards. I had a pee right now. Oh boy, I'm <laughs> like three or four hundred yards away from the end of the fishery. Yeah, but I'm halfway between the end of the fishery and the dock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nobody out there. Yeah, and I whip it out, and I do my business, and I go back to cleaning the boat. About thirty minutes later, my son lines up the trailer to the boat launch, and. He's like, Dad, I'm ready for pullout. I was like, okay. So I whip up and launch three. He goes, hey, just so you know, state trooper's here. He wants to talk to you when you get out of the water. I'm like, okay, cool. So I pull the boat out of the water, hook it up, pull up to the top of the boat ranch. State trooper comes up to me. He goes, hey, how's it going, uh, trooper such and such? Uh, trooper, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, come on on board. You know, climb on board. He goes, okay. He goes, um, how's it going today? I said, good. I said, I'm thinking he wants to see licenses and sure, all that sure, information, yeah. you know, so, which is stuff. perfectly fine. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm reaching for you. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, I, I just want you uh, to be aware that um, um, I saw you urinate off your boat. I said, uh, okay. I was totally thrown off. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, he goes, yeah. He goes, I was parked over here uh, by the um, by the uh, landing, and I could, I, it's, I could see you. I could see you urinate off your boat. I, and he leans in to me, and he goes like this. He goes, I saw the stream. I didn't know what to say. I usually have a really good comeback yeah, for yeah. stupid shit. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> um, okay. I didn't deny it because I did pee. Right. I'm like, yeah. okay. He goes, you know, you can't be doing that off the boat. Um, there's people around. There's kids around. I'm like, I was like 300 yards away from any boat and like 300 yards offshore. Right. And I didn't just whip it out in the middle. I said, I'm not... Like, I apologize. He, did he bust his binos out? I mean, that's exactly what he was. Yeah. He was out there watching people, but he now he zooms in, zooms in on. Oh, okay. And, but but when I didn't, because you're the guide boat, so he's like, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, any other Joe, it was come yeah, on, dude. And but he was like, he never asked me for my license, my <laughs> captain's license. He didn't ask me how many fish we caught, how many clients I had, and nothing to do with the fishery. He just wanted to let me know that he saw me pee off the boat. 
caught you in my binos. I'm like, <laughs> mm. okay. And then we get done. My son pulls away. The cop gets off the boat. Satan. And then he shakes my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. That is an unwashed uh, hand, nice to meet buddy. You. And he gets <laughs> off the boat. I wasn't disrespectful. I'm like, Cody's like, what's up? He's like, I'm like, just. Go to camp, man. Just to go. <laughs> and we get done. I'm like, you're never going to believe this. He goes, are you kidding me? I'm like, I, I guess I'm not supposed to pee off my boat yeah. without the privy up. Anyways, that was my pee yeah, story with the That's stadium. a good one. <laughs> I love those guys. Listen, enforcement's huge. I love those guys yeah, being out yeah, there. Yeah. I really do. I support their, their, endeavor, their, their, um, their, um, what word am I looking for? I'm just, I support their endeavor to look for people that are doing stuff illegally mm-hmm. and um, keeping people honest. Keeping people honest, yeah. man. Because there's a lot of people just taking advantage. So yeah. they, there has to be some presence. There has to be. And there's not enough. Fair. No, no. There's they're not, not there's enough. No way they could ever regulate that right. to the level that it, what it needs. Yeah. And, it, and it, at the same time, too, like we don't need that many troopers down there. They need to be out protecting the roads and yeah. doing their thing. And, but that know. fishery, 21 days. Dedicate three guys on the river a sure. all day long. Do yeah. it, and you'll be amazed what you'll see. Yeah. But when they're not on the river, there's guys that are out there camouflaged and you know oh, running yeah. personal boats that are cops. You, excuse me, you know that they are, mm-hmm. but you don't hardly ever see the Park Service guys. Um, Jacques, one of the Park Service guys, he'll come down check things out. But you know the Coast Guard, they'll look and see if you're wearing a life vest. If you're not wearing a life mm, vest, yeah, the Coasties will come in with the skiffs. Yeah, they're yeah. going to check mm-hmm. you out. You know that's another thing that's too. Right. I, I, I mandatory. I've seen them. I, I really push life vests. I was the yeah, other thing I, I mentioned. That. That's really cool. And, and I was I was um, fully supported by and and all of my life vests for the first. Four years were donated by the Alaska Kids Don't Float program. Oh, oh yeah, that's awesome. oh, we had huge, yeah. huge. Yeah. And and then this past year, I I wanted to get away from that big bulky vest, so I bought the nice inflatable mm-hmm. where you hit the water, it's going to inflate on its own. Yeah. Um, but I still promote. I, I've got multiple vests, and I will give them away to people mm-hmm. on the boat. Uh, if we, I tell people, I say, if you see somebody that doesn't have a life vest on, offer them a life vest. If anything, they're going to be so embarrassed that they don't have a life vest on or their child doesn't have a life vest on That's that they're going to way, take one from you. way, yep. way ridiculous. Yep. Re- legally, 12 years and older, you have to have a life vest on. Yep. Or 12 years or younger. 12 years younger. Thank yep. you. Sorry. Yep. Um, you know, so I tell people, if you see a kid, I mean, quick story, guy holding his infant in his lap, running a boat, tiller, family's in the boat, and they're dip netting, and he's holding onto his son or child, anyways, in his lap. Child doesn't have a life vest on, and neither did the captain. Oh, no. And I just simply pulled up to him while we're fishing. I'm like, hey, can I offer you an infant life vest? He goes, no, I got this. I'm like, what can you do? I mean, yeah. 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 All right, brother. Well, good luck. Have a great day. And God forbid if you go upside down. Keep your baby alive. If something happens, even if you can't control it. Yeah. 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 It's not just you're running. It's the boats that get capsized are not the boats that are doing the stupid stuff. It's the boats around them that are, mm-hmm. or the, the massive wake, you know, on a 14 foot John boat yeah. that has a 15 horse three, kicker. Three, four footers that are coming from three different directions. Yeah. yeah. It, it, the yeah. toilet bowl at the end of the drift, yeah. on a two and three and four foot, you know, minus tide, man. Yeah. It's real. It's nautical. Yeah. Close this out, Brandon. Close it out. Yeah, I, I I did have a good question. Like, what's your um, projection, being that this is a business, that you think you have um, 
in terms of longevity, like how many years left do you feel like there's left for you as a guide and then the fishery and the way it's managed? Um, I, that could be kind of maybe a little too much of a question, but I'm just curious because I've pulled out of it because I kind of feel like I'm just going to give it a breather. Yeah. So, but you're a business and you're operating a business, you're offering a service, you're getting people out there that otherwise can't do it. So yeah. all your your purpose behind what you're doing is totally justified and I support it. Yeah. Personally for me, I've decided I'm, I'm out. Right. But what do you, how do you feel about its future and, well, and the harvest and the numbers? And I mean, I don't see red numbers dropping in the Kenai. Yeah. Even though they're all these years in the last decade, I've been doing it. The, right. the over harvest that I thought was taking place that would destroy numbers in the future. I've only seen numbers get stronger. Right. So I'm like, Oh, I guess what I thought isn't actually, has zero truth to it. Right. Because I'm still seeing a million plus reds a year coming in the river and oh, it's yeah. all good. So, you know, the, the timeline, it, I've noticed the timeline's changing as far as mm -hmm. the big push of fish. Getting later? Getting later in the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, this year I, I told clients, I said, my best bet if you're looking for the best date is the latest in the season. Because those big push of fish have been mm -hmm. coming in August, the first week or 10 yeah. days yeah. of August. Yeah, 25th to the 10th or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's crazy. They um, learned. Yeah, they have. And the fish the fish are figuring it out. Um, longevity for my service, I love to dip net. I love to fish. I love to work with people. But when I stop getting excited about doing what I do and lose the interest in just the fishery alone... That's when I'm done. I mean, it's a really great answer. I I, I don't know how great, else to answer, answer that yeah. because it's. I mean, if there were only two fish entering the river every every summer, I'd still want to fish them. Mm -hmm. And most guides still want to fish them. I can tell you right now, nobody's getting rich off this. This is not. No. I'm making bank. I've got to do this to make life better Happen. for me. Okay, mm -hmm. this is not a. This is the amount of money that I actually profit off of doing this. You'd be surprised. It's not much. It's more Re for the passion of it, right? I loved, I loved this. I grew up doing this fishery. Mm -hmm. I loved to do it. From the day I came home from college, my dad said, jump in the boat. We're going fishing. I'm like, we're the fucking rods. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, we're taking nets. I'm like, all right, dad, let's yeah. do it, dad. You know, and then we, <laughs> then we drop in king nets in without even tying them off to the boat. Because yeah. that's what you did back then before, before they figured it out. You know, I, I told my son, I'm like, when I first started the business, I'm like, I'd like to start a business that I could pass on to my kids. Mm. And uh, my son has the passion. Yeah. My daughter, not so much. She loves to come and fish a day or two, and that's mm -hmm. about it. She's not crazy about handling fish. Um, my snowplow and sanding business in Chugiak is far more profitable yeah, than, dip netting. than dip netting. Yeah. Um, my... my hunting guide business i mean it the insurance nowadays to just do business alone is so high liability insurance i mean nobody's getting rich but no, if i'm making that. i'm making an honest living and i'm providing the service and once i feel like i can't provide a service and people can't come on the boat and enjoy themselves have and have fun with me then i'm done yeah, yeah. um i don't know when that's going to be it might be this year it might be 10 years from now. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. But I, I just, I've been given the one finger salute many, many times. Sure. 
sure. then I've had a whole five fingers m- even more times. Right. And that to me, after being trialed and, and aired for a couple of the first years yeah. to now I've got guys that are like, Hey man, it's good to see you. I love what you do. You know, it's cool that you got veterans on the boat. It's cool that you got people in, in wheelchairs on the boat and prosthetics and people with all different types of, you know, setbacks. And to me, that's that's worth it. I yeah. mean, honest to God, it's not about the dollar. And I've yeah. heard that number. I've heard that comment before. Oh, anything for a buck, you're gonna rape the you're gonna rape and pillage the fishery for a buck. It's not about that. It's really it never has been about that. Yep. Okay. So I don't know. It's good. It's a good question. And my only answer is when I'm when I'm not having fun. I, I love your answer, man. I, 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 I wanted an honest answer. Yeah. And I waited to the end because, you know, I wanted to get a yeah. feel for where you were at with it. Yeah. And I think we did. And, and I I was just curious because yeah. everybody has their, like, Jack's been doing it since, with you know, the 90s with his dad. And right. When it was, like, way before I ever even did it, my dad didn't take me to do it. I did it later. Right. You know, I caught these last, this last, like, you know, five years before. I know it's been good the last couple of years, but five, six, seven years ago, it was, like, amazing. Oh, yeah. It's you a hundred thousand fish a day. Oh you know, yeah, like with the numbers that's ha- what's happening with the numbers, and then um, you know going up like Brandon said. I mean, last year was a record year. The year before that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, people are eating better, which is good. Mm-hmm. They're all fucking residents, like yeah. no big deal. Yeah. Or they and should then be for anyways, like, but yes. Yeah. So they Brandon and I, we don't dip that anymore. My dad still does, and and I still take care of some of the fish. But, um, you know, it freed up, like, the upper river for us. Like, we all are sports fishermen. We all have young kids. And the river is not as crowded for sports fishermen as it was before dip netting open. Mm. And that's awesome. Plus, So, it's like, I don't see where it's not a win-win-win for everyone. Yeah. That's great. That's a great great different technique. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Spread it out. The tech, it's it's just, you know, it's a different technique on different strategy. You know, yeah. bringing yep. home the bacon. Mm-hmm. Yep, bringing home the sockeye. The sockeye. The sockeye. sockeye! Yeah. I tell <laughs> people on the bus, sockeye. Sockeye. <laughs> yep. So we can find you at thedipship.com. Do you have an Instagram? I do not have an Instagram. Ooh. We'll help oh, you with that. Dude. Do you have Facebook? I have Facebook. The okay. Dipship doc, or the fish, the the dipship uh, Facebook page. All right, yeah. sweet. Um, I. I you gotta get on the gram, dude. I know, I do. I'm not even like, I'm not even about that. But like, you, you got do. it for advertising. You do. Yeah. Have him post every day. Like your son can't do it for you. So he's got to be on the gram. He he's on. How old is he? Like in his early 28. 30s. Yeah. Oh, like, come on, he's on Instagram. I'm sure of it. He he is. But I got. Or be his on. wife or girlfriend is like, come on. Yeah. Somebody's got to do this thing. Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. The advertising. I haven't advertised. It's, not, all about, this year. it's not about the advertising. Right. It's about the exposure. The exposure, right. And, and the the people, that, your neighbors, your yep. brethren, seeing what you're doing. You're right. Supporting it and loving it yeah. and promoting it. Like, that's what yeah. it's more about. I, I got to right? get I gotta get. You're more good. You're going to get your that. clients. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. It's, we'll give you some pointers. It's the stuff that, like, some. we want to see what you're doing. We want to yeah. see the smiles yeah. of that three-year-old kid or that lady in a wheelchair with her, you know, two soccer yeah, in her the hands. Wounded like, warrior guy. Every day, yeah. the wounded yeah. warrior guy. You know, like, we want to see that every day during the season to enjoy what, 
people are doing and and then and all the haters that are out there that you know there's one dude on the boat that's like actually i just saw a post that you know he took the wounded warriors out or you know they're yeah. all residents out there and so then they correct everyone in there that's calling you the things that we didn't we didn't even yeah think and you don't have to you. say anything you so, just show yeah. people what you're doing and you can kind of shut them up that's yeah. a good point you know i mean there's different angles to use the social media dynamic it's like not just like promoting your business to make money i need to learn yeah. i need to learn about that because yeah. i'll be honest with you the first three years every day i would post hey had such and such on board you, we caught you probably have a lot of people around you that you could like make three phone calls right now that would help you Get that probably going probably like in so. two seconds, but one of we the also best have a multimedia company. So if you know, oh, I'll let your boys. Yeah. All right, <laughs> I, I will. <laughs> you know, I will Daniel, take advantage Daniel of Petrago it. is pretty damn good at the shit. So I will. I will take you up on that. Good, good I, I mean, I I kind of let it go to the side. I will take yep. you up on that. Just saying, man, one yep. of the Just best saying. pictures I have is a six-year-old that kid Paxson. He got in, the, in cooler, the cooler. I just had it up, dude. Yeah, that was I was looking at the picture. Awesome. Like, it looks like the same kid that was swimming around on the deck in the slime. It was like, the same kid. That's cool, man. He I was, said, he I said was, Paxton. He was full send. Man. Oh, he, he, he freaking loved it. He oh. didn't catch any fish that day. His mom caught all the fish and his sister caught the fish. But he wrangled. Like I said, he'll Paxton, never forget it. Will you get in the cooler with the fish? He goes, hell yeah. He might not have said hell yeah, but he did. He got in the fit. He got in the cooler and held the fish, man. His mom was all for it. That's great. Well, Alaska, thank you for listening and give some of our sponsors a little shout out here. Go by Barney's and pick yourself up a hoodie or a shirt or a hat. We got all the merchandise over there. The bait shack and ship Creek guts, the Derby starting on June 10th. They're catching them. They're catching the Kings down there. Obviously, if you're into that, go down there and get that double shovel uh cidery and kodiak support that um that's opening here real quick get Good after stuff. that Cidal Mosa. Cider Cider Mosa. Mosa. Yep. uh visit our treehouse ako farms uh connoisseur lounge if you're looking for an upgrade on the truck total truck or overlander um taylor restoration if you got a problem hopefully not um anchor town dogs is buzzing downtown so mm. anchorage thank you alaska thank you for listening glenn thank you for your uh all the info on, on the dip net and thank all you. that thanks for having me man the dipship.com and stay wild alaska thank you you remember my speaking to you of what i call your overcautiousness are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing the alaska wild project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management. Providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit acminc.com today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products. 
providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreeHouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Superglue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machine under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek, upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They are the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Anchortown Dogs, located on 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Crude Magazine, Alaska-based media outlet using the last frontier as a springboard to discover larger truths about the cultures of our great state. Read more at crudemag.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. Lady with a Plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details, specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings. Find Lady with a Plan on Instagram. Should you not claim to be at least his equal in prowess and act upon the claim? I say try. If we never try, we shall never succeed. This proposition is a simple truth, and it's too important to be lost sight of for a moment. If we cannot beat the enemy where he now is, we never can. It is all easy if our troops march as well as the enemy, and it is unmanly to say they cannot do it.